Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you, people? Oh, hey, it's Jim. It's Jim. Oh my God, Jim's finally back. Yeah, or, I'm, I'm back. I'm back from the dead. Uh, no, no, you're back from the war. Oh, I'm back from. I'm, <laughs> I'm back from the monster trucks roar. Uh, Creech and I fought yeah. noble, nobly. Uh, it was a, a terrorist attack that wasn't covered. Uh, so that's what happened. So that's I want to also check this answer. So everybody. Uh, yeah, Jim's back for this one episode, and then he's going to be gone for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go back to the Creech Wars. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, now you have to battle Creech, because he's an anti-Semitic. Uh-oh. Whoa. Hey, Whoa. shut the fuck up and respect my opinions. Izzy, we've been trying to keep that under wraps fuck. for, like, a good we, long while. We made a video about it. Fuck the Monster Truck Special revealed all of it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Man, the war's been crazy. I forgot a lot of things. Most people try to forget that awful episode. Oh my god, I'm being judged for things I believe in. Fuck off. I'm being persecuted. But the next video is gonna be top 10 weird versions of... Weird foreign versions of cartoons. So like your Powerpuff Girl Z, the weird X-Men anime intro, stuff like that. And also we have a guest. Oh fuck, we have a guest. Who is this person? Uh, hey, I'm Dan. Uh, I'm... A little, probably, probably a little less known than some of the other guests, but uh, Nolan mentioned me last time. I run the Fat Cook of Our podcast and also do a little bit of other stuff around YouTube, uh, like ThoughtCan and some animation stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah. what exactly do you do with these YouTube videos? Okay, yeah, so uh, Fat Cook of Our is kind of like uh, that's just run by me and Tom. By the way, Nolan, uh, thanks, thanks for showing the podcast. Your checks in the mail, and Tom sends his regards. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can buy a whole candy bar with this, my dude. Thank you. All right. The Australian dollar is going strong. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of like just a general podcast where we wanted to get together and basically talk about any anything that interests us, like any show, any movie, any game, like anything like that. So we just sort of get together every month and find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first episode was Cowboy Bebop, which... It seems to have been received fairly well, mm-hmm. um, and we had a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I mainly do. Uh, Thought can I'm a bit of a guest on, which is just the podcast equivalent of let's get in a Skype call and just shit post. It's it's a lot of fun. It's not very serious. And then well, aside from podcast. that, there's general stuff. Oh hey, now it's two. <laughs> so so you do two Sweet. podcasts. Yes. Yeah, two, yeah, two main ones. All right, but for anyone who hasn't seen your podcast, uh, which podcast episode would you recommend? And they are linked below. Uh, well, Fat Cookaburra, there's only one up right now. There'll probably be two up by the time uh, it's done recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like how the second one's shaping up, but I guess I'll just link the first one. And uh, Thought Can, I, <laughs> I don't know. They're all they're all like a lot of fun. I guess just the latest one that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my personal favorites is the one where it was me, you, Dustin, um, Hayden, and us. I forget who else was. And we were just, like, uh, shooting this shit about, uh, like, how Naughty Dog was putting in stupid moral choices in Uncharted 4. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget which episode that was. We'll find it. We'll find it in, and then Pan can just link it below. But Yeah. And there's yeah. a drunk can as well, where, like, everyone was drunk except me. And I started playing uh, Mario 64 with a keyboard to piss off whoever was watching. 
Oh, <laughs> this reminds me. Um, when we recorded the uh, Monster Truck special podcast, uh, you and Izzy were drunk. Uh, do you even remember recording that? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I've had co- Skype conversations with people who were drunk and they don't remember a thing about talking with me <laughs> the day before. There's there's parts of that Monster Trucks one that I don't remember either. Nobody remembers. <laughs> no, the, two, the two drunk people remember it very vividly. It's, it's I mean, the sober people that blocked when, it out. When I when I listened back at that, I was like, oh man, like we recorded this. <laughs> We put this on camera. Oh my god! We put this. People still like us after this. No, okay. Nobody took out my anti-Semitic rants that I went on for like two hours. Jeez! Oh my god. Yeah, it was a five-hour alt-right podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's alt-right because we're saved by the bell. <laughs> oh, by the way, that Sears joke on the last one. I was just walking around New York listening to that, and I saw someone I I knew, and I was waving. And then you said that Sears line, and and apparently I look crazy because I wait. I just start bursting out laughing, like because I, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> the, the Sears commercial where I say yesterday, yesterday you said you call Sears. I just like I did not that that hit me hard. I was just like laughing hysterically, and this person just was like, "Are you okay? Like, what did you remember something?" But oh god, that's the worst when you're listening to a podcast in public and you start laughing at something. Like when I'm at work and I'm I, I'm usually a big grumpy asshole and i never smile when i'm out in the dining room but then i'll remember something funny a friend said or like i remember something funny that happened on the podcast and i just start cracking a smile and like people look at me funny and i'm like what the fuck are you looking at oh it's it's the worst when you're in like a really serious or semi-serious situation like there have been a couple times where i've like just been like bored in class and you just remember something hilarious because your mind starts to wander and then you sit there just trying not to lose your shit laughing yeah. Um, or it's like when somebody's telling you some serious news, like, "Honey, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this, but your your grandma's dead." And then all you can think of is ALMAO, the aliens are here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, this reminds me of this add-on question I got on Tumblr a couple of months back. Uh, let me read it to you. I pulled it out. It says, "I made the mistake of listening to your last podcast in public, as your quote." Fucked hard on the front yard made me blush so hard I got looks on the bus. Damn it, Pan. You have a hot voice. I guarantee if you did show your face, you'd be pan deep in pussy. Did did you did you write that to yourself? It wasn't me, it was some fan. I hate to do something really meta, but um Spo's here with me and he honestly is cracking the biggest smile right now and he's trying his hardest not to laugh. So we have a secret one, two, three, four, five, six guest on here. Apparently, Spo. <laughs> he's, he's just in the background in, in, of your house. This is Smash. I invited him over. We went hiking, and uh, we made very rude anti-Semitic jokes in the park. Yeah, and then I did the Naruto run in front of everybody, and he got really upset. Yeah, and he smacked me. I remember when I was younger, me and my parents would go up to hobos, and we'd pay them five dollars to hold up signs that say that say anti-Semitic messages. Classic. It was the good days. Pee, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> was a simpler time but thankfully we're not stupid to do that enough in this day and age okay okay the pewdiepie thing because we're obviously talking about it um (laughs) i'm just talking i'm just reminiscing about my family heritage and what we did when i was a child with hobos and paying them to humiliate themselves it's totally normal (laughs) 
I, I agree with Nolan that like because a lot of people are arguing about the PewDiePie thing and they haven't actually watched the video in hand. You know, everyone just like it's really easy to paint a picture of someone evil because you don't like them. Like most people, you either like PewDiePie or you hate them. And I think a lot yeah. of people jump on the bandwagon. I watched it and you can see in his eyes, you can see in his face that he legitimately like regrets doing it as he sees it. Like he's like, this is my well, I, explain what he did because uh, some of you were. Yeah. Doing... Okay, so in the video in question, PewDiePie finds a site called Fiverr, and it's where uh, generally at least five dollars or something, you can pay people to do random shit. Like they uh, they'll have like a listing. You know, there's a girl that will play Hearthstone with you for so much money, uh, and then he finds uh, there's these um, uh, foreign people in, in the jungle. I don't know what their nationality is, but they're uh, they they'll do they'll say they'll write on a board whatever you want, and I'm oh, assuming they don't speak English. And yeah. so no, they apparently because they apologize later. Anyway, oh, okay. yeah, they they realized what exactly they were saying. Yeah, um, they didn't know what. But, they were... Yeah, keep going okay. there. But but basically, PewDiePie. Did, all right, five dollars. Uh, say death to all Jews on a thing, and he got what he asked for, and then he put it on YouTube. And well, just like, who would have guessed yeah. that humanizing a group of people to an audience of over several million subscribers could go so wrong? Because I saw, well, I saw that clip when it happened, and or like not the Disney thing, but when that upload came out, I guess. And it, it, the whole idea with with it was seeing like how far people would go with this thing, and he was genuinely like, "Holy shit! I didn't think someone would do this." Like, that's pretty, you know. It was a social experiment, bro. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was. A, I don't think he was trying to interpret it as a social experiment. I think it was just like, "Ha, look!" and made him say something stupid. I was going to say, I think it's just the nature of this is taboo, and you can't say it. And by making these people say this taboo thing, like he doesn't want to actually broadcast a message that he hates Jewish people. Or does he? But yeah, I just, I just find he's like making humor out of that. Cause it's something you would just never say. And it's like, well, look at this. These people clearly don't know what they're doing. Look, look, just, well, to be the fair, isn't a shit post. To, to be fair, isn't Pootie Pie like Swedish or something like that's pretty close to Germany. So, you know, <laughs> what? what? He's, huh? he's blonde that's, and blue eye. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't know he about does, that. I mean, blondes and blue eyes. That's the perfect master race uh, class. You know, I saw a thing on Twitter where they, I think it was like some news article and they're trying their hardest to make him look like an actual like modern Nazi because they have him <laughs> side by side with some random Nazi general wearing like round frame glasses and he's what? wearing round frame glasses and they're like, oh yeah, uh, PewDiePie has this Hitler youth haircut and, he's, <laughs> and he resembles this random Nazi. We're like, what are you, this is reaching so it's hard. It's all coming together. I mean, it, it makes sense that when, because when he got taken down, I was a little surprised because all that stuff had happened like in December or November or something. Like it had happened in a couple of months ago that he did the Fiverr video. Yeah. It's so been it was at least like, a month. At least yeah, a month. It, it it was long enough that you're like, why is this? Why why are you just hearing about this now? Because it was a big video. Like I don't watch PewDiePie hmm. really. I saw about it on Twitter and Tumblr. So. I mean, and but the weird thing is, is like with YouTube fame, like most people don't know who PewDiePie is. Like a lot of people do, but like when I tell people, like you know, it's not like I'm PewDiePie. They'll look at me like, "What nonsense of words did you just say to me?" <laughs> so I think I like bet, most bet, people uh, don't know who he is. I bet anything for views is regarding that PewDiePie tattoo on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I am, um, but the thing is. Um, 
So yeah, but I really like the way he's went about reacting to it. It's like he made a video outside of the PewDiePie character and just kind of like, you know, he, he he apologized, he took responsibility, you know, he, he said he understands there's consequences to his actions, he understands yeah. what's going on. But he also brought up a really good point is that like ever since he started becoming the biggest YouTuber, he's been attacked by old school media. Yeah. And because yeah. old school media is legitimately terrified of new school media because it's not, it's 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 different. It's, well, I don't it's know like if race they, war. I don't know if the the mainstream media is as like I don't think they have like a conspiracy. Like they're not like we need to take him down because yes. he's new media. <laughs> but I think there is a maligning of YouTube people um, by most people who enjoy like media in the traditional sense. Like they just look at because to me like PewDiePie is like. I mean, I don't watch him or like his stuff really, but like I think of him as a major like celebrity or something, you know? And like yeah. I think I, most people don't feel that way because to them they're like, well, he's not in a Marvel movie or on the Big Bang Theory or something. Mm-hmm. So like he's not yeah. famous. So I think to them. Wasn't on like Carly. He was on was South he? Park. Um, hmm, yeah, he was on South Park. That's right. But like South Park's like kind of the people who yeah. regularly watch South Park know who PewDiePie is yeah like the yeah, casual viewer probably down. doesn't get that 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 view because most people how they found out about PewDiePie was from uh anti-semitic YouTube star gets canceled that's pretty much how <laughs> yeah, they yeah. found yeah. out about him well see like PewDiePie is the celebrity size where um well because one he's a guy who put yells at video games like that it's really easy to discredit that as not being a talent not being yeah. anything especially if you're part of the older generation obviously the newer generation who like like they digest YouTube like we did television and video yeah. game. Like I know so many younger, like a lot of my students at, in college, a lot of them don't even play video games anymore. They just watch people play video games. Like that's the oh, culture. Geez. That's weird. Um, and like PewDiePie is big enough that like, because if it's in, like Markiplier is significantly smaller, and like when, at Indie PopCon, you know he sold out. Like he he was the drawing thing. Like he doubled or tripled the attendance of that year for just being him being there. Yeah. And so like cutie pie could sell out a convention. If he oh, showed absolutely. Up. absolutely. Like he's so big at this, this point. This fucking let's players are more popular than me. Fuck them. <laughs> Shut up. God, stop being so fucking thirsty for views. You piece I of shit. I gotta make my let's play. Ch- I gotta go back to my let's play channel and do something. You already went shit. back to your let's I, play. I channel. have to I play did. more mid two thousands flash games. <laughs> that's a, that's a oh, genre. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Pan Pizza, and I'm here to show you the hot latest Flash game from CartoonNetwork.com. Okay, oh, no, yeah. real talk. When I saw that Ed, Ed and Eddie skating game, I had a fucking nostalgia rush. Yeah. I played the crap out of that when I was in, like, third grade. It was so Did good. You for it? No, it was free on their website. Or on another website. I don't know. I think I just Googled Ed, Ed and Eddie skating and found it. <laughs> What a specific thing to look up, but yeah, maybe one day my shitty Let's Play channel will get somewhere. Well, it's it's interesting that I think it's weird that PewDiePie is so famous, but he doesn't like they would, he would never get invited like on the Tonight Show or something. I think he, he actually did on yeah. some. Oh, talk he was. Show. Wasn't, he, wasn't he on one of those talk shows? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. I think it was with Jimmy Fallon, so it doesn't count. Oh yeah, right. that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's been on talk shows. 
Oh he's, yeah, okay. He's been, on, uh, he's been on name brand like magazines. Um, was it Time or was it? It was. It was one of the bigger ones. I remember Nostalgia Critic was on Forbes once. He was on Forbes. Really? Wow. I think so. For like, it, it was the early days of that guy with the glasses. You know when when it wasn't a complete abysmal failure. The highest point of his career. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a point where like, uh, like Nostalgia Critic is a really good case of someone that made their job the internet like he he quit like he he did that really like flamboyant wrote i quit on his channel yeah like uh that was a big deal and you know he made a website off of video content and it flourished like he was big enough to where he was hiring people to make content on his channel not just himself you know Uh like he was something. I mean, he, he obviously influenced all of us in some shape or form, yeah. even if it's just hatred. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not a black guy with the glasses rip off. Fuck you, Izzy. Every morning, I every morning rip wake off. Up, who am I going to hate today? Of and I look course. at my, my hating calendar and it says Doug Walker in huge lettering. Shit. Yes. Go, I, I do want to go I, on. I, I, okay. before, before while we're on the subject of that guy with the glasses, super quick. Um, yeah. I do. I've um, been hearing through the grapevine that uh, CR wants to be on. Yay. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, CR. If you're listening hey, to this, maybe hit me up. Uh, we, wait, who's, who's we'll CR? Anytime. Oh, Roca. Damn it, Jim. Oh, sorry. He's he's, uh, he's he, one of the few people who make uh, cartoon-based videos that aren't complete shit. Yeah, he messaged oh, me on okay. Twitter, and I, I I forgot to message him back. Whoops. Yeah, like he's legitimately. <laughs> you would like his content. He he. Uh, his oh, big. Okay. Like the big thing he does is he t- he does familiar faces where he picks a character that's obscure and then kind of goes through like a retrospective of that character. So, uh, for example, when he talked about Ghostbusters, instead of talking about one of the main four, he talked about Janine because there hadn't been at the time much coverage about like her role in the series. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and it was also the only time Doug ever did something that wasn't entirely cringy. <laughs> the cro- the crossover with CR. Yeah, it was really good. It was a, yeah, a Batman. Really it was Probably a Batman because Yeah, well, like I legitimately like CR more than I like Doug Walker. Like he, he like because apparently what happened was uh, Doug found him out. Uh, I mean, this this is speculation. I remember hearing about it, so it, this might not be completely true. But like apparently, Doug kept getting questions like, "Who's the real nostalgia critic? Is it CR or is it Doug Walker?" And so he, <laughs> that's how he like got added onto the site and then the crossover and such. Mm-hmm. Well, we can ask CR next time. Yeah, I do. Before we move on from PewDiePie, I do want to finish one more thing about that because there is a little bit of a, a statement. Uh, so PewDiePie did get dropped from Disney and YouTube to where he won't be getting the special ads that you know, the the one percent of YouTube gets, and he won't be promoted as much. However, his stuff oh, is still his, trending. His his red channel was his red show was canceled. Also, good. Yeah, midway yeah, through production right. of season two. Um, that, that but sucks. Well, well, the thing it's, is, it's red tube, so it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm saying it, it. I mean, I don't think it sucks because I wanted to watch it. I think it sucks for like anyone who worked on that show. It's like, oh, oh my job's gone right. now. Don't yeah, what, what is the guys who worked on the first two seasons of The Walking Dead going to do now? Uh, isn't the guy who worked on the first like two seasons of The Walking Dead, Glenn Mazzara? I don't know. I just know that uh, like uh, the big selling point was it was one of the showrunners for Walking Dead moved on to scare PewDiePie, which is a great step up. <laughs> but uh, the thing I wanted to say was, I I don't think this is necessarily a bad move on Google or Yahoo, uh, whoever 
like Maker and all them dropping him because like honestly he isn't brand friendly. Like he legitimately isn't something that most advertisers want to put their advertisement yeah. next to. Uh, it's not the anti-semantics. It's it's just his content in general. There's a lot of rape jokes. There's a lot of like, and a lot of people are probably gonna be like PC, blah blah blah. But like, there's a lot of stuff that could be seen as offensive. Yeah. And this should have happened a long time ago. It's just really weird that it's happening now, and it's now a new story that you know people can paint him in a negative well, light. Would it? How much is it gonna hurt Maker to lose like their biggest person? A dollar. Yeah. <laughs> just a dollar. I mean, like, I would imagine, like, like if you have your biggest channel and you're like, okay, we fired them, I'm sure that, like, takes a big hit, right? Or well, uh, well, to be honest, I think Maker has, like, the, the stronghold on most of the bigger YouTubers anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, that no, that does hurt a lot because, like, that drops so many million views in their, like, hey, this is the average view per month for Maker Studio, you know, whatever, YouTubers. Uh-huh. Maker also owned by Disney, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he can now get a better deal. I'm sure he can get a really good deal now that he's a free agent. Oh, man. Maybe. We'll see uh, yeah. We'll see PewDiePie with the Channel Frederator Network. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. Yay. Because uh, they are focusing a lot on gaming. Because, you know, that's, that's what, what's important now. It's, it's funny, because I was going to say real quick, because I don't want to dwell on it too long either, but Around about the time you, he became like very relevant again, because for me and a lot of the people I knew, he sort of dropped out of relevance because I was never into his Let's Plays. But around about the time he made that comeback was with uh, My New Car, which is very like, you can tell from that video that he speaks with and probably like has hung around with Filthy Frank. Uh <laughs> And like that, like I'm not even like trying to poke fun. Like that's just the tone of the video, and you can see that comes through in a lot of his newer stuff. And you know, Filthy Frank is as popular as he is. You know, is not one of those major network friendly people either. And I think it's not just the the jokes themselves, but also just the shift in the general tone that has made it sort of unfriendly to that main network. <clears throat> yeah, can't believe Pootie Pie was a Nazi the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Hydra! Can't so, believe Captain America was a Nazi the whole time. Yeah, well, I, I mean, once once you kill Captain America once, like this is the next step in like uh, co- comic book clickbait, you know? Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't really a Hydra person. It's it's like complicated. Say, didn't, they back, didn't they backpedal on like him being? A Hydra agent. I don't cool. really keep up with the comic. No, here's what, what, here's what exactly was, what happened. Oh, okay. What happened was um, Marvel, the guy who, this was mostly the guy who was writing it at the time. I forget his name. He was the one who was like, Captain America was a Hydra agent the whole time. The whole history of the Captain America book, he was a high, double well, no, Hydra that, That's not exactly true, though. Okay, go on. Well, basically what happened is there was like the dimension of the Marvel comics had been completely rebuilt. And there were some kind of flaws in like this little, I think it, I don't know the story completely. My dad explained it to me basically because he reads everything, but it's like, like they, they they retook uh, this little girl rebuilt the whole Marvel universe. So all those old comic books are in a separate dimension. It's like the Star Trek, the JJ Abrams movie (laughs) where like those move, those shows are fine. They're where they are. This is a separate Captain America dimension basically. So like, like there's there would it wasn't like he was hydra the whole time it was like a separate thing basically 
Yeah, but he was Hydra the whole time in this continuity. In that dimension, yes. But in like, if you read a 75 issue, that one wasn't, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just comic books doing the classic, oh, it's another dimension yeah. uh, trick. Yeah. yeah, it's comic books. It don't matter. None of it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. None of this matters. The nihilism party podcast. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you want your let's plays with slightly less anti-Semitism, you can watch my let's plays where I'm belligerent on for like twenty minutes, twenty minutes, shouting things horrifically. That's me. If you, if you just want to hear about some guy who's really pissed off that he's not a successful let's player, then watch fans let's plays. Maybe <laughs> that is literally like ninety percent of the commentary that I listen to. It's just like I need to get more popular. <laughs> Seriously, like if you watch the let's plays, like there's people in the comments who say. This is borderline experimental, and someone else says, "So, is this what being a cuck is like?" Just <laughs> <laughs> such great reviews. Like, you, you need to put that like in the banner. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I put that on the quote. Is is this what being a cuck is like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we never end up making like uh, you know how like the Soldier Creek does like DVDs and shit. Yeah. Like uh, if you ever do like a box of your favorite reviews in the back, like in the <laughs> testimonials, is this is what. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> By Root Dude 69. DVD is a dead format. Sad. This is DVD. And this Whoa! is what happens when you watch DVD. It's a movie on a disc the size of a CD. The picture is twice as sharp as VHS. The sound is infinitely clearer. It looks and sounds like you're at the movies, but you can experience it at home. Not to mention, you can watch it in widescreen. Make sure you see your next movie on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Although we, I could never do a uh, a DVD thing since all I do is review copyrighted things. They would fucking shoot me on sight. Well, the salt critic found a way around it. No, he he um. Those DVDs only include skits and stuff, not the actual Nostalgia Critic videos. Okay, is it? No, it's um, it's uh, Angry Video Game Nerd that actually did his full YouTube series stuff. Oh, but that's yeah, but it's video, video games, game. and also he took out a lot of the movie clips and stuff. Although I'm kind of, I kind of want to buy the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd Blu-ray because it has. Oh, 100 episodes in one single Blu-ray, and that's kind of cool, even though physical media is a pointless thing, you know? Well, it's good to have well, it. Know, it's nice never... to display, and I, like, I, I don't know. I, did, I still really did, like did you playing. see my room tour video? I have enough things to display. Actually, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, I, I take that back. You need to sell things, not buy things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually... Or just burn things, actually. Yeah. Well, that's no, speaking of burning things, I'm pretty sure it's like five health codes. And fire laws being broken in his room. The, the only, uh, the only like physical thing I'll be buying for a while is uh, the atop the fourth wall of the movie. Uh-oh. Oh Jesus Christ! Why is it on Blu-ray? I hope so. Oh, no, it, I saw it's on it's on Amazon for sale. It's for I saw it's for twenty five dollars, and I went, "Wow, who would ever buy that in their right mind?" And now I have that question answered. For oh, me. oh, um, uh, Jim, did you? Get around to seeing Kick Assia? No, that well, Nolan, I, I, Nolan and I like to wait for those those oh reviews. God. Yeah, yeah. We, Jim won't be doing that one for like at least a year. 
I think that we like to do the anniversary of the rent review is when those come oh, out. Oh god. But I, I've seen most of a top the fourth wall, and that's pretty horrible. So, oh, I, yeah. Do you want to give like some quick, quick thoughts? Just I just, I just don't. Well, as I was telling you, Nolan, earlier, I was just like, so like they've been. How long have they been making videos when they made that movie? Like two or three years. Mm-hmm. That no is. Longer. That so is I like shocking. five or six, maybe seven. That, okay, that's even that's shocking to me because I feel like a freshman level film student could have made a better movie. Like there's just like like there is no way I see any advancement in filmmaking from them. And I'm watching this. I'm like, you've been doing this for this long, and you're they're not even good at acting, and they've been quote unquote acting for that long. Like they just like stayed like it's like if someone die flatlined all their all their development as artists is just flatlined completely for seven years and this like i think maybe there was a heartbeat in year five or something but for the most part it's just remedial like public access kind of production it's just so and why is linkara playing several characters like does he think he's robin williams or something because like i mean he's, he's he's barely the guy who played Inspector Gadget in that director video scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking savage. Um, it's just like I, I just was like I was shocked at like I was like so this is that bad, huh? I just I mean, right. sorry, Izzy, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, is there any legal way that we, the Pizza Party podcast, could live stream us watching said movie and doing like a riff track style video? Oh. Please, like, Lin- what's Linkara gonna do? You guys are streaming my movie. You better not turn off ad block. Oh, I mean, is is it that or monster trucks? I guess that's the question. I'm not oh, monster trucks isn't out trucks. yet. We uh, can do this in the meantime. Oh, okay. I see. What you're we we could. I yeah. you know, it's it's a movie. No one's gonna like take it take it down off YouTube, so it's okay. The studio would yeah, probably pay true. you. It's like, whoa, someone's actually showing that they're watching what this. What studio? Is, like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you're right. They closed down. That's the that's the other thing is when they film, they're like in the space station. Like in old Doctor Who episodes, they build a set in in atop the fourth wall. It literally just looks like a production studio, and they didn't try to dress it up at all. It's like somebody's house. It's like, and I kept seeing in the comments, it was like it's just an indie production. And I was like, how low do you think indie movies are? Like. Usually oh. the sign of a good indie movie is being able to make something look more expensive than it is. And I think Linkara managed to make it look cheaper than they probably actually paid for it, which is an accomplishment. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you want to know how much this movie was um, indiegogo for? Wait, what, how much? $50,000. What? What the fuck? You got 50000 on Double Dragon? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't even. I can't even. Uh, oh my if, god! If you want to see a terrible movie, like a really terrible movie made on a low budget by some random dude, that was actually shown in cinemas uh, in the United States. There's this movie on YouTube called uh, "The Time Machine" that I found at a yard sale. Uh, it's it's like all green screen footage of like these stock photo backgrounds. They they do that like fake running thing all over the place. It's so terrible. Oh. There's like no space in the film. It's it is literally something you would see some random guy make over the space of a weekend. It, yeah, it got a cinematic run. Oh. Uh, 
that is somewhere on YouTube. It, it's hilariously terrible. What's it called um, again? The time machine that I found at a yard sale. Oh. It, it's really <laughs> bad. Jeez. But um, I'm thinking back to that the fifty thousand on um on the Linkara movie. Like I'm thinking all that money just went to bringing everybody into one area because I know these people are from different parts of the country. So I guess all, it all went to travel expenses. What you don't know is Monster Trucks had the best catering, yeah. best catering that they can buy. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, well, Creech doesn't eat cheap food. Everyone knows when you're when you're feeding Creech, it's it's a plus meals. Like he, if it's not on the Michelin guide, both with tires and food, he's not interested. He's not interested. Well, top the fourth wall, the movie. Why is it called the top of the fourth wall? That's oh, another um, question. That's his web because, show, but um. But, but no, like no. it's not breaking the fourth wall. Like, exactly, I never understood this either. Like it's just like going like he knows what the fourth wall is. That's like I know that the sky is blue. I'm not gonna name something. I that. mean, what, why is why my why is my show called Rebel Taxi? I don't know. Nobody knows. Because you're you're a rebel. You just sat there and thought, how do I make the fourth wall sound cool without saying break the fourth one? He's like, yeah, top the fourth wall. That's like I'm. I'm well, no, high. That's interesting. Is, why the fourth wall at all? It's comics. Like it, it would make more sense. If it was like panel oriented or oh, that's something a good like that. Because I mean, see, you're giving him you're giving him too much credit and implying that he has like creativity. <laughs> no, oh. like, like okay, no, hold on, Jim. Um, I'll explain the backstory to some stuff for you. Okay, so when Car has a magic gun, right? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, God. I know about that. <laughs> okay, so this is the backstory of the magic gun. So at first, it's played off as a fucking joke, right? It's magic. I don't have to explain it. I mean, it's not funny, but it's a joke. And, like, it's like, oh, okay, haha. But then he gives it a fucking serious backstory where it's, like, possessed by the spirit of this dead girl who got fucking killed by her parents and now possesses the gun and helps protect Linkara. What? That is what is actual- it with that guy with the glasses and having, like, the most D-grade, like, discount, you know, blog spot fan fiction explanations <laughs> for things? Like it's it's world I, and I'm, I'm it's it's baffling. It's not. It's it's just bad. Look, George Lucas would approve of this world building. <laughs> <laughs> you got to read the expanded novels, okay? No, you know what? At, at least with Star Wars, all that stuff about like the Clone Wars outside of the films kind of redeems it. This is just there's too much going on in these videos, and like people have it's become a really known thing now. With you know, like nostalgia critic having every review he does be this like half hour thing with this terrible B story uh, that yeah. no one cares about. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. It feels like, it feels like after demo reel failed, he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to put demo reel in nostalgia critic. Well, I'll show you. <laughs> I've heard. Okay. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the two actors nostalgia critic hires for demo reel is that they're under contract. So they can't leave. And he has to keep uh, them around for like okay. a year or two or something. Although, yeah, that explains like over, why um that explains why one of the actresses just got the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Spo just typed saying, "Remember when y'all talked about animation instead of shitting on shitting on YouTubers?" <laughs> yeah, I remember. Fuck you, Spo. To be fair, to be fair, the nostalgia critic does review a lot of animation. Yeah, so it counts. It's 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 yeah, it counts. It's just so much fun to talk shit about them. That's the problem. It's just like a, a magical anomaly of like, where did this come from and where did they go? Or just well, like I do that. think it's I think it's interesting to think of where the appeal was. Like, because I was obviously like we're retreading a little bit because this was on the last episode. But like, you think of like 
why Enter and Critic have a following. And truthfully, for a while, a friend and I found Enter's channel, and after a couple of videos, we gave up. But the reason we watched it was it was like this gateway to just seeing some kind of like bad media. I think it was the same thing with Critic. It's like, oh, this movie from the 80s or 90s, you remember it? Probably don't. It's really bad. But the problem is like a lot of these shows or a lot of these movies really aren't that bad. It's just very pedantic and screechy. And But I think there is something just inherently interesting on the initial draw that gets people looking at that channel. Like, oh, this is probably a terrible movie. Or, oh, this is probably a terrible show. I'll watch it for that. Because I was never watching Enter. God forbid I would ever watch a Mr. Enter video for what he has to say. Ouch. Um, but, well, it's terrible. It's like the same shit every time. Like, he just gets really mad. at Like, oh, this character said something mean-spirited and it's you know the sake of a joke but i'm gonna just get really pissy like i don't know no it, but i think it, the it initial really draw like just bad stuff i have the exact same complaint issue because it's just i i i, I don't know like because whenever i watch pan stuff it always like oh now check out mr ender's video of the same thing and it's like i don't know why <laughs> uh it, it, they it, like because no offense my i think pan's videos are much better they're a little bit more entertaining yes i'm the best a little bit better. Fuck you. I don't know. There's better reviewers like CR. What the fuck did he say? CR. Podcast and put Pan in his place. That's all we're asking. Let's bring him on possibly next time. Oh, oh. Also, we um Ben the Looney. No, I, I patch Wolf is next time. Faggot. Okay, okay. Also, Ben the Looney would like to be on. So that's my next guest. Since it, I guess we can all pick one guest and go in rotation. <sighs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you go. You you have yours, Nolan. You can bring CR. But the next, it's not CR. I'm bringing on Super Eyepatch Wolf. I don't. I'm bringing on CR. Too many I friends. CR. I don't fucking know. But anyway, Ben the Looney would like to be on. Remember him? Yeah. What about him? Going back to your question about what was the appeal back then is like there wasn't really that much on YouTube really for uh, cartoon reviewers and game reviewers like back i mean like 2008 youtube like there was angry video game nerd oh yeah r make 21 a bunch of random people just screaming at their mics uh the only other person who had production values was the irate gamer of all people and there wasn't much for movie reviews have you seen his have you seen irate gamers channel now what's he doing i got i got really curious one day and i looked him up and he does like a, a paranormal ghost hunting show. <laughs> and on top of that, he has some, um, I, I thought, okay, because I never watched Irate Gamer when I was younger. I watched AVGN and I, I can't remember any other game channels from that time, maybe like G4 TV or something. Uh, but I watched his like video on Duck Hunt and it's it's almost like he's trying, but it it's really short and really abrupt and goes like nowhere with the gag. It has one decent gag towards the end where he like, chases the duck hunt dog across like a bunch of games but it's funny because the visuals behind it it's like oh that's that's got potential but you have him doing that crappy like fake run in front of a green screen and he's just being tweened across the screen <laughs> it's it's great it's like this weird mix of like he's kind of trying and it's still stuck in 2008 I recall someone telling me that um not only does he do that but also uh, someone in the comments told me that at, at a community college or uh, someplace, he likes to give uh, ghost hunting lessons to the public. What? <laughs> so oh. if, you're, if you're in whatever area he's in uh, and need some ghost hunting lessons... Uh, I promise we'll stop talking about YouTubers. We just can't help ourselves. Okay, 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 okay. Here, here's something we can talk about. 
the uh, the Switch. We talked about it last time, but they have just announced that Legend of Zelda is going to have a twenty dollar DLC expansion pass. And oh yes, I remember this. It's, oh. it, it's disheartening. Thank God and weird. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Switch and play. Nintendo Switch. Rated everyone 10 and up. Right, so, uh, with Breath of the Wild, it's it's a game that's supposed to be like twice the size of Skyrim as far as map size goes. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird to be like, hey, we're doing DLC right out of the gate. But at the same time, it makes sense because every day a game's released, um, the, the chances of DLC being sold decreases due to people like uh, playing it and then trading it in. Granted, it's such an early like game that I, I don't see that happening too soon with the Switch. Um, and all the DLC that's that it, it's like a giant pass. It's twenty bucks, which is really expensive for DLC, and you can't pick and choose the individual pieces that you want because most of it is really useless or weird choices. Like hard mode, which has never been a DLC option. It's a setting. That's or what really got me, yeah. Or you get to wear a Switch shirt. Link just runs around Hyrule wearing a, a, a logo for the <laughs> Wow. For Nintendo. Wow. Hey, are you know that console that you're playing? Well, you're playing it. <laughs> and then finally, the, the actual piece that sounds interesting, but doesn't come out until way later. So you buy the, the thing now and you wait until like a year. Uh, they have a DLC package that... Um, you get a new story mode, a new section. Yeah. And but the thing is, it all this is super vague. Like, for example, one of the one of the things is like you get two special items. We don't know what the items are, we just know you get two of them. Like, like what's the point of really announcing this DLC if you don't have information on the DLC to get people excited? It just it it it, it makes people quickly jump to the conclusion that they took out sections of the game. And now selling it to you, so the game is eighty dollars instead of sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. I was gonna say, like, I, I um, the first person I saw tweet about it, um, because I currently I don't really plan to get a Switch. Um, it looked okay, but I, I usually don't get consoles on launch. Uh, but uh, the first person I saw tweet about it was Matthew Matosis, who you know he he does a bunch of Zelda videos, and he was saying, you know, oh, if they if this is a proper like hard mode and there isn't one included in base game, I may just cancel my pre-order because I don't like that philosophy of locking a, a mode behind something like that. And I, I, I agree with him because Witcher three uh, includes like a new game plus DLC where right out the gate, you can play it like it's new game plus the difference is that's free. And that game had a really good DLC model. Um, and I, like, I can see why people are playing devil's advocate and being like, Oh, the season pass is only, only $20. But uh, at the same time, like the only content in there, like you said, is probably that extra story. <laughs> Um, so it's still pretty hard to justify something like that, especially when they're locking that mode away. But I don't know, because DLC in principle, I think can be can be good. I think there's like potential there where, you know, if the developers have finished the game and they want to make something extra, then they that option's open to them. It, it's just the new way of doing expansions. You know, you can do smaller scale ones, like a couple missions. Um, good example of that is like you know Saints Row three and four have like small mission packs. Um, GTA and Red Dead probably did DLC the best with like proper like games that actually expanded on things. Um, but at the same time, you have a lot of problems with DLC. Like there's uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, where it had like microtransaction weapons. It had the story itself like left a lot of 
cliffhangers and everyone was like oh that's okay like that sucks but i'll buy the dlc and hopefully that'll resolve what's going on with this story and then both dlcs are just entirely unrelated to the story at hand so people are still left with like a lot of stuff remaining so i don't know i I, with with breath of the wild i'm kind of interested to sort of wait and see because i feel like that season pass is really riding on that extra campaign and it'll be interesting to see what nintendo does with that because it could end up being a small-scale mission pack, or it could be, in an ideal world, they'd do something closer to episodes from Liberty City, where it's like its own proper standalone extra story. Like, But the question is, I don't know if they'll do that. Um, it's I don't know. DLC is so interesting, because a lot of people will blanket hate it. And I can see why. Like, It sucks having to spend extra money on a game, but when like a, a developer really reaches out and really does something with DLC, you know, like as I've mentioned a million times, like Rockstar does it really well, um, and Witcher Three. But I don't know; it, it has potential. I just feel like it's not really tapped into enough. Uh, two things. First thing is um, a game isn't finished. Uh, like the game finishes, like I think a month or two. Oh yeah, it goes gold. Uh, yeah. Two up to three before the game releases. Because they have to get it approved through the SRB and everything, get everything checked. So there's three months between release and the game being finished where the um, developers are sitting pretty. And that is when they start working on DLC. That is day one DLC. And uh, so that's usually what happens. So it's not so much that uh, – and there is is some truth. There is some uh, companies that uh, what they'll do is they'll have a priority Priority of uh, features. And uh, it, whatever is the least least important, that gets put in the back burner. And if they don't make it to the deadline, that becomes DLC. There is companies that do do that um, instead of completely cutting the, the thing. So well, actually, um, um, Saints did do that with uh, Enter the Dominatrix, I think. That was never released. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. they just turned that into the fourth game. No, no, no. That, the, uh, I could talk about the history of that. It's sort of – it's a bit of both. Uh, with that DLC and with the game, but I, I'll, I'll let you keep going, Izzy. Uh, but yeah, no. So the, the other thing I, I totally like got sidetracked because you started talking about Enter the Damn Matrix. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a Saint Row game, right? Yeah, it's a DLC for Saints Four. Oh, okay, but yeah, but yeah. So there's a, that period where developers start working on DLC stuff uh, again because the sooner you release the DLC when the game comes out, the higher chances that DLC will sell. Like, if yeah. you release it two months after people stop playing it, have traded in, well, your your, your base, your potential buyers of the DLC goes away. Yeah. Um, the shit, there was a second point. I had two points. One of them was the, the that, and then, oh, can you recap what you said? <laughs> I oh, God. Um, oh, man, I, I, have, I have that habit of, like, going way off. Um, I about the first point, though, like no, I, I, that completely slipped my mind when I went off on that little tangent. So you are completely right about that, like development process and the business tactics driving it. Um, what else did I say? I was saying it sort of had like a bit of an untapped potential, and that it can really be done effectively. Like when they go out of their way, even if there's a bit of a delay, and it, and they do like expand alones mm-hmm. or um, proper like DLC extensions. Another one is like Dark Souls will add like a new area to the game. Figured it and out. You can clearly tell they've been working on it. Yeah. So the other thing that I want to specify is technically games are should have went up in price. Games and movies both technically should they be more expensive. Up. Well, but <laughs> here in the U.S., Sorry, games have stayed pretty much the same price. I think 
we we kind of went up to sixty dollars. I think at one point they were like ha- like this animation podcast the- sucks. Shut, hey, shut up, Pan. We're, <laughs> you really hate it when animation. Talk animation smart. is a technique in video games. <laughs> you have to animate characters. Yeah. It's close enough. But games have been fifty to sixty bucks the entire time they've been out, right? Like since the eighties. They they never increased as the dollar uh, you know becomes more like uh, uh, you know things increase and changes time. yeah so but but we have a society decided that entertainment is only going to be that price no everyone else will not buy it if it's higher than that so DLC is kind of like that way for them to make back their money because technically an average game for them to make back what because the, the games have to be hugely successful to make back what they are oh yeah unless it's gangbusters. Yeah. Right. So games technically should be about a hundred bucks per game, which is outrageous. But as yeah. far as like inflation goes, that's where it should be setting. And uh, DLC is kind of getting it closer. You know, like I said, the Zelda game is now eighty bucks if you want the complete experience because of the DLC. Yeah. And I don't think it's inherently bad because like if Nintendo is willing to make Skyrim sized games, and this game is truly the biggest Zelda experience, which clearly is. Us buying the DLC is conditioning uh, Nintendo to keep making these hardcore, ex- you know, these these uh, non-casual styled games. Like, you know, uh, otherwise they're going to keep making these shitty little games that make profit because they're smaller party games. But, like, this is a good way to be like, okay, yes, this is rewarding for them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I'm sorry, I'm boring you, Pan. We can move <laughs> well, on. I mean, I would. Nintendo yeah, sold anyway. out, but I'm glad Nintendo finally caught on to the DLC bandwagon like 10 years after it became a thing. So I'm still waiting for like the Nintendo Switch to put in a CD player into their uh, console. I want to listen to my music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, if they're not going to put it into a laptop anymore, I don't think they're going to put it in the Switch. No. Uh, CDs are dead. <laughs> yeah, they're well. I mean, you can still get the USB connector for oh, most laptops. Oh yeah, you can get like an external disk drive. Gee yeah, but lookers. it's it's kind of it's kind of we're kind of in a weird space with physical media because Best Buy every movie gets a DVD release. But mm. I actually talked to someone last night who didn't know that. Yeah, they thought everything just went to streaming and go. No, like every movie comes out on DVD and Blu-ray, and what they're like, the it hell? does. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's a sign of the times that like a normal person doesn't oh even know you can. Well, go I mean, out with like buy. the whole advent of you know Netflix, Hulu, um, and yeah. then you know games wise, you've got stuff like Steam, uh, Amazon for like Kindle and digital books. Like everything's going digital nowadays. I mean, I feel like we're in the in between part of the the transition where you know we haven't fully transitioned yet so everything's a little awkward and like tv uh tv shows are trying to like like steven universe they're trying to have like steven bombs where people will watch uh five episodes in a row five days in a row Uh because they know the older audience just wants to binge watch these things but you know they haven't fully adapted to streaming so tv trying to simulate binge watching is is their attempt to like catch up Actually, if you watch any time they do a marathon on TV now, they say catch the binge of yeah. whatever show this is. And I'm always like, it's a marathon. That's not what. OK, guys, Wait. it's like you're just trying to find a way to re. Well, it's funny because a binge isn't even a set like thing. It's not a set duration. Yeah. Binge is like when someone's really impulsive and watches a certain amount. Well, what, 
what I love about a binge is if in the 90s someone said to me, what did you do this weekend? And I said, the parents <laughs> were away most of the weekend. So I watched Mystery Science. I binged Mystery Science Theater for eight hours. They would go, you're a fucking dork. Why didn't you go outside? Oh. And now it's like so cool to be like, I've been, well, I guess the Mystery Science Theater part's the bigger part of this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have, but, but like if you went like i i watched like what was it ally mcbeal or something like they'd be like you you fucking weirdo like who does that but now you can sit home and watch you know whenever yeah or stranger things when season two comes out people are just gonna like spend a saturday watching that at once so yeah well it's almost like people are in a race to finish it first because yeah that that is weird because because i i find it's a hard way to take in a whole show because sometimes i'm like i'd like a break to like think about it and it's not nothing's truly made to be binged full like all the way through like that yet so Mm. i noticed they try to but it's a little like sometimes i feel like i don't pick up on as much with a show like even like if i watch like i've i've done like marathons of movies before but it's usually like i've seen every one several times before so it's not that's not my first experience watching Empire yeah. Strikes Back after I've watched another movie and then a movie right after. Cartoon shows we watched back in the day, like um, Digimon, for example, that mm. aired uh, – sem- the first season aired like I think five times a week and then the uh, – which by the way, just how Steven Universe does it. So it's not really that radical the idea of airing new episodes you know, all in a row. But then the second season, because they had less episodes and they were trying to, you know, keep the show going, they aired them once a week instead, unless they had like a special where they aired a two-parter or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I feel like the 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 maybe it might be just because I was younger and like um, time is different, but I felt like the show was much grander and bigger and longer than when I go back and rewatch. I'm like, it's only 52 episodes. Like these happen yeah. so quickly now compared to like the, the, the events that happen in each individual episode are so much bigger than like, oh, that's kind of the arc. No, I remember each individual episode. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that, that's another thing with the having everything all at once is that oftentimes the uh, kind of it's uh, time in the sun or in the spotlight in terms of the media, unless you're like a huge show is very short lived because everyone's watched the seven episodes and they're done with it and we've all moved on. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's a lot harder for a show now to get um, attention uh, because sometimes it's like, there's certain shows that I hear about that weekend and then the next weekend, it's like, it never happened. Yeah. It's kind of weird how much media we, 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 we are given. I don't know. it, It feels weird to have like so many, Disney movies come out once each month. Like one month we had Moana, another month we had Doctor Strange. Then well, that was the same month actually. (laughs) No, those were both November. No, actually, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Doctor Strange was the beginning of November, and then, or at least in America, it was the beginning of November, and then Moana was the Thanksgiving movie. Oh, and and also Star Wars, and it feels like all those movies came like they were big, and then no one's talking about them anymore. Well, especially like Rogue One and Final. Dory are two. I think that's the one and two highest grossing, or at least they're pretty high up there. And like I, I keep forgetting, and it's not like trying to insult Finding Dory. I actually keep forgetting it's the highest grossing movie because it's like so unmemorable. But like everyone saw it, it had a huge opening weekend, and then like, like who still talks about Finding Dory? Like nobody, 
Nobody it's on references right it. Now. That's big news. I saw that a lot on uh, on um, Facebook. It was like Finding Dory's on Netflix. Watch it. Great movie. And that's like basically. But like no one like, like it's not like Finding Nemo. I'll probably hear about till the day I die. But Finding Dory, I, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I just same with Rogue One. I talk about it with like Star Wars nerds, but like everyone else is like, yeah, I saw that. I don't know. I'm, Honestly, yeah. movies come out too too quickly, and they're out of theaters so quick now. Well, yeah, the the theatrical window is smaller, and and they also yeah. the bigger problem with movies now is uh, they don't know how to date things because there's often times where there'll be two weeks where you know even I someone who like you know goes through box office mojo's release dates and tries to find a movie to see each week has a hard time. See, like finding something and then there'll be a weekend where it's like oh here's three things you want to see because it's like Lego Batman and John Wick came out the same weekend but then this weekend I kind of just saw a cure for wellness because I was like well I mean okay you know and if they had put out John Wick the next weekend that would have been easier but mm-hmm. I, so I kind of they kind of just throw out a bunch of things at once and then they give you like two weekends to like recover with stuff no one cares about, which I don't love as much. I, I liked it the old way where each weekend had a bigger thing, which was nicer. Mm-hmm. Jumping back to like Steven Universe and the bombs, there's two things about that. One, I do really like the bombs. I really enjoy kind of watching a movie. like wait, Because uh, like, the most recent episodes have been kind of leaking early. So it's like we got to watch all of them really quickly and all in the same time. And that really helped. Like if I would have watched one episode a day – I don't think I would have enjoyed the most recent five episodes because there's like two of them that isn't as good as the others. Like they're just kind of boring in retrospect, but they feel like more slower parts in a movie when you watch them all at once. And it made the whole thing just so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But on the same note, I really hate how the bombs have conditioned me right now. The uh, Steven universe is airing weekly normally like, like a regular show and I'm not nearly as hyped, and I keep forgetting that it's airing. Even though I still love Steven Universe, I'm super stoked about watching it. I'm just not in the mindset. It'll be like two days after it airs. Like, oh, there's a new Steven Universe? Thanks, Tumblr. Yeah. yeah. No, that actually uh, – the 90s X-Men show, mm-hmm. um, they actually did a thing like that for the Dark Phoenix saga where it actually aired like every day at 4 or something that. like that. Yeah. And, yeah, it was like this big – and to me it was like – I was I had read the Dark Phoenix saga as a kid, so I was like super hyped. But most of my friends caught up with it on Saturdays throughout the year. And I was just like it was a weird that was the first time I really saw a show do that. And it was a weird experience. But it helped because that's like an epic kind of movie of an event. Mm-hmm. And then I guess if you're doing like episodes that are more one offs, it's better to have them uh just, you know, week after week, maybe. You know, in terms of flow. So yeah, but we're in the like transition time where it's like we're not everybody's not streaming yet. We still have TVs to worry about. So well, they're they're not because they're still making money off of traditional television, and we're still like I mean, it's a little weird that on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, all those shows have like are formatted like a traditional show. Like you don't really need to be forty five minutes or a half hour. They could just make them whatever length they want. Like they're not fitting in a time slot. So. We're still beholden to a system that we've sort of moved past, but it's still around because we're still making money off of it. Yeah. So, although I'm kind of worried about the future when like streaming becomes like the norm and TV is dead, because like, do you ever like watch a DVD and you feel disconnected from the world and you need to watch like a regular TV broadcast? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so weird I, I, going over to a friend's place who has cable mm-hmm. and watching commercials. Yeah, I understand. Actually, I've I've gotten that a lot from people because I have cable and they'll come over and they'll be like, "Wow, I haven't watched commercials in so long," and I'm like wait what and they're like yeah you know they know all the latest shows but they don't know like like um i can't even think of what a modern commercial like that guy quoting movies in it where he's like hasta la vista baby and he's like he's like at&t has amazing coverage and stuff and i'm like i'm sick of that ad and they're like whoa ads are amazing (laughs) (laughs) wow i didn't know you're friends with time travelers jim what do you mean? I don't know. No, they, they, oh, no, because if you have Adblock and Netflix, like, you never see a commercial. Damn. This is Think? the future. Like, I, I, I feel like I need to see commercials on TV. Otherwise, there's, it's like I feel disconnected from the world. Like, what's going on in current events? What's, <laughs> what are they trying to sell me? I don't, I don't like, know wait. what year it is anymore. There's you're no like, commercials. You, you turn it on, you're like, wait, who's president? Oh, what happened? No. <laughs> Oh god! But you always want to talk about the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I have not seen any movies in like forever. I don't have friends to go see movies with. Oh, if if I lived where you lived, I would take I would go with you to see. Lego we would Batman. go every every day, just you and me, holding hands. Oh, that's cool. Jim and Izzy seeing movies. Time to get jizzy. I made that joke. <laughs> okay, so someone because I, I think I said something along the lines said like. Oh, that so and so is kind of jerky, offy content. And someone goes, Do you mean like what you do on every podcast? And I go, That's why they call me Jizzy. <laughs> I hope we recorded that. Not your son. This is a great first day. I don't know if I'd call it a first date, but. Did you just say first date? I'm just quoting you. I said great first day. Okay, sure, sure. The Lego Batman movie. Experience it in IMAX, February 10th. Rated PG. My, my recommendation for that for first dates is, um, and I know this doesn't sound the most romantic thing possible, but like strategically, it's super smart. Is uh, usually those places are near some kind of store, like a Walmart, Target, or something. Oh. Uh, I recommend walking to one of those because not only is there just constant topic starters because you're going through the aisles. And you know, yep. it's, it's, you know, you see a blender, and there's some kind of fucking stupid blender story you have, or. Uh, if you walk through the toy section, because I'm a one-man child, you know, it's like one of those uh-huh. things where, uh, you know, you, you see toys, it's just fun. I bought toys on dates before. <laughs> be like, I, I needed this. Oh, my it's God. It's I, I had to buy, like, some Monster High vinyl figures, and my Sundra friend was just like, why are you doing this? Don't fucking – stop holding that figure like that, you weirdo. I'm going <laughs> to drop you off in my car. Fuck off. But on top of that, though – the, the coolest thing about doing that at, during the date, though, is you get to see what their responses to things they like at the store, which means that you have potential gift options right away. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You learn really quick what movies they're into because you're walking through the movie section. If they're into, you know, comics and such, you know what kind of like based off the toys and such. Or if you're walking down like uh, the crafts or the you know there's, there's so much merchandise that's based off uh, franchise stuff throughout those types of stores you just get to find uh-huh. out what characters they're into and things like that like you learn so much about a person that way it like i said it's not the most romantic thing it's not like walking down yeah, the canal but, but, or that, something that's smart mm-hmm. yeah that's smart yeah before sundra girl busts my balls again yeah I, i'll do that but uh um, busts your balls huh 
Every girl busts your balls, yeah, though. Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, this reminds me. Me and my Sundre friend were hanging out, and we were visiting the school again. No, no, no wait. I gotta rewind farther back. Uh, essentially, since I, I don't go to school anymore, since I graduated, I decided, hey, I'm going to visit the school. So I texted my emo friend, and I said, hey, uh, I'm going to visit the school. You want to hang out? Because we usually hang out, but we haven't hung out for a long time. And she she replies with basically a new phone. Who dis? And, <laughs> and I said, it's me, Pan. And she was like, oh, okay. No response after that. <laughs> so is this what it's like to be a cuck? <laughs> oh. oh, but yeah, I guess so. Because me and my Sundar friend, we went to school a, f- a few weeks ago, and um, I-, I I ran into my emo friend, and she was just like, and I just said, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, nothing. Oh, that's great. I'm just visiting other people, and we walked our separate ways. Yeah. So yeah. it truly was exactly like being a cuck. It's Cuck Simulator 2017. <laughs> oh, that should be the name of the pizza party uh, video game. <laughs> cuck Simulator. <laughs> it's, it's a pan dating sim, yes. So no, no matter, no matter what you do, game over. it will always be game over. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> High five, Dan. Oh. <laughs> Is there a dating sim where you don't win? Doesn't Honeypop have a fail state? Like, if you can't play match three, um, you lose the date or something? I'm thinking, like, any dating sim is automatically a loss in life for anyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's me. But Lego Batman. Wait, are we recording? No, no, no. We were recording this whole thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) I have so much, so much things about this dating pan game. Like, um, I, I think it'd be great. You know, like in the uh, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where like characters, the the guys are always like super deformed and like smaller, but then all the girls are like ridiculously tall and like normal proportion and curvy. Yeah, I, yeah. I imagine that being like, but with eight bit sprites. You mean so, like that, that's leisure? That's leisure suit, Larry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, replace that. I had a throwback when I was in a game store the other day uh, with a friend. Uh, it was like near my house, and I was just looking around in the like bargain bin at PS, excuse me, at PS3 games. And on the way out, I see this little Xbox 360 game poking out of the um, like one of the bargain bins, and it's fucking Leisure Suit Larry box office bust. Yep. And I just pointed to that game uh, with my friend, and I said, "Never buy this." <laughs> and he <laughs> just says, "Okay," <laughs> and we just left. Yeah. It's it's so bad. I think it's I don't think it was made by Radical Entertainment, but it's really derivative of the games they were making, like Simpsons Hit and Run and Scarface, which are really good games, but that game is is bad. I thought you were gonna diss really on Simpsons Hit and Run or something. Dude, no way. Simpsons Hit and Run is the shit. I love that game. Yeah, I, I, I was working on a, a video review on that because like I I don't know, I really want a sequel to this game. Yeah, I, I remember um like back in the day when I was really young, I'd always like try to find out if there was gonna be a hit and run too. And I was like, you could do there. There is potential there because it had its own like little story run with like Kang and Kodos and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. To, but- to, to go full circle, um, Simpsons no longer has released their uh, their content on physical media anymore. They dropped DVDs. Yeah. And Blu-rays. Okay. What's oh, wow. weird? Okay, they made a twentieth uh, season DVD for their twentieth anniversary, but they did. Yeah, not, they did it really early. They did not do seasons eighteen and nineteen on DVD and Blu-ray. That's the funny thing. There's always been this huge delay 
of getting like Simpson seasons on DVD. Yeah, and what sucks and is that it's, well, it's strange. Okay, all the I think I heard all the uh, special edition content is going to be like part of a paid program for FXX streaming or something, like all the commentaries and things. Mm. It's like, oh, wow. What about the people that want the collection of stuff? I I don't. I have too much stuff. I was going to say, I, I don't think I would ever get every Simpsons season on DVD, but, like, the idea of having a shelf of every Simpsons season is just, like, well, it, it feels like, wrong not being able to do that. That's one of the things I liked about DVD is the special features, and there's only one streaming yes. service that even allows the special features on it. The other is, like, Netflix did one thing once with commentaries and House of Cards, but... Other than Filmstruck, none of them have documentaries or anything like that. It's just kind of like you just get the show and you should be happy with that, you know? Yeah, assholes. Yeah. That's well, a shame because I really miss commentaries. Yeah, well, there's a time that I refused to buy a DVD or Blu ray or anything unless it had commentaries. Yeah, same. I remember um, when I was younger and I first got like all the Futurama seasons on DVD, like I watched all the episodes regularly and I started listening to the commentaries. And I mean, I know this is probably common knowledge, but oh my god, Futurama's commentaries are amazing. I went through like the whole series, like just up, up and did it twice, just listening to the commentaries. They were really good. It's kind of sad with the with the ending of physical media that we're not going to see as much commentaries anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I remember um, BoJack Horseman because that's one of the recent like animated series I'm really big on. The only way you can get that thing physical is if you look on like Amazon or eBay for that uh you know that like box of shows that like netflix will present for awards i think yeah it's like a press copy yeah oh, wow. and that's the only way to get it. and it's very it's very basic it's just the episodes it's very bare bones because you know it's it's just for like consideration yeah. I mean, what they, they could do um, is um do what ryan johnson did for all his movies and i assume he might do for the new star wars is re- make your own commentary and release it online yeah, you know, yeah, that's been a very common thing. I know a friend who, um, I think, it was one night at like three a.m. He just up and turned on the SpongeBob movie and uh-huh. just started commentating. Oh no! But like yeah. well, with Ryan Johnson, he's the only director who does a thing called in theater commentary. And to help the oh, okay. second week of his movie at the box office, he'll release a commentary, <laughs> and so people can go into the movie with their you know headphones on and listen to the commentary while the movie's playing. Which I think yeah, is that's actually really cool. Which is kind of interesting. Like he just like records it and set, but you know, I think that's a cool idea. I wish more people do stuff like that. But you know, yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, with like as as we've said, like it's sort of the in between of uh, streaming and movies, uh, not streaming and movies, yeah. streaming and like physical media. Like if cinema starts to get more niche, we might actually see that. Of you know, you can go to the cinema and listen to a different audio track of it. It it could happen. Yeah. I mean. I honestly would love like 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 I, I think the idea of us watching some of those like uh, other YouTuber movies like the Nostalgia Critic movies <laughs> and such, I think that would be really fun for the four of us. And if we want a special guest, um, mm. you know, like and instead of releasing it um, as the movie, you know, having the footage there, we can easily just release like an MP3 or something that people can play. Yeah, during yeah. The movie. that's true. That's true. And just have like a and just have a simple. Oh, go. Cool. Just have a simple countdown that says. I would just say just have like a, also have a simple countdown that say on the count of three hit play on this video. You know. Oh, on the third lion roar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's on. what um, Brain Scratch Coms did for their uh, Rift Tracks videos. Mm. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I just worry. I just since uh, reviewer movies are just such low hanging fruit, I have I just worry that people like when we make when we kind of get more ambitious, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you fucking hypocrites!" And I'm just like, <laughs> I guess." First of all, this podcast is not. Uh, we're not gonna get too ambitious for anything. <laughs> I'm I'm working on my own comic, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I'm also working on some stuff too, but I meant more like us creating like a, a, a show or a movie based around our personas. <laughs> I guess. Oh, th- this is awkward, but I was actually going to pitch a show or movie based on our personas today. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be a sitcom. And, you know, we come over to Pan's house and, and, you know, we all just like, and I've, I've, I put different characters in to like make us more relatable. Like, there's going to be a sassy grandma, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be called Pan's House. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh oh. I feel like you could make a better a pizza pun. A pizza like 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 pizza a pizza hut. hut? Pan's yeah. Pizza Hut. Ooh, I like I like where this is going. And we all work at a pizza place, thus Ooh. explaining why it's a pizza party. And then we'll be you know hanging out in the stock room talking about be like man that customer he sure asked for too many pepperonis and no one will be like i'll give him a pepperoni and then the audience will like go ah and we got to bring in emily and stephanie as a cameo <laughs> oh and, and pan can dress up as each of these different characters yeah. like Linkara. i'll be like tyler perry you know that'll be my uh, emily and stephanie are my uh medea <laughs> They essentially are. It's... Oh, you know, I didn't think of that. I was going to say they're your uh, 90s kid from atop the fourth wall. But Equally if you want them bad. to be your Medea. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. Linkara. I'm I'm Tyler Perry. That I'm a step above the, of Linkara, you know. Look, Because usually wait, 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 every wait. pizza party podcast has a lot of laughs and a lot of praying. So it's just like Tyler Perry. <laughs> There's a character in top of the fourth wall named 90s kid. Yeah. Yes. Where it's a guy yeah. saying, dude. 90s were great. There, there are a lot of Linkara characters, Linkara plays who are all just like stereotypes of like certain characters. Like, like oh, there's 90s characters that sort of built on that. There's Harvey Fine Voice. Yes. Um, yeah, who's a lounge singer. There's, oh, there's, there's also um, when he wears blackface and he plays Bill Cosby. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Classic Linkara. Yeah. Cause silly Lewis, yeah. come on. And then there was that time he went on he went on Fiverr and paid a bunch of guys to to diss on uh, Rob Lightfeld, saying "Kill Rob Lightfeld." Classic what? Good times. Jesus Christ! What? What? Nothing. What? Huh? Well, Lego Batman? Huh? Lego Batman. Hey, let's talk about <laughs> Lego Batman. Sure, sure. The Lego Batman movie. February 10th, rated PG. It was pretty good. Yeah, the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight, undeniably. Well, I I think it's the best Batman movie since Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah, I love Mask of the Phantasm the most, yeah. Because Mask of the Fan although I will say my biggest problem with Lego Batman, I did not catch any Mask of the Phantasm. Damn, reference. you're right. That's like the one thing they did oh, not reference. Like they referenced speaking- everything. Speaking of references, someone tweeted at the uh, at the director on Twitter, and they were like, they, they were basically just being like to him, "Have you heard of Bane posting?" And what? Which is it, it, okay. So do you guys know the 
the, I'll, I'll do a quick rundown. Uh, you know the plane scene at the beginning of The Dark Knight Rises with the the CIA guy and he unmasked yeah, Spain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It got really popular on the internet, like that whole scene, because there's one really poorly written line where CIA says, If I pull that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. It's meant to be, it'd be extremely painful for you, but instead it sounds like you're a big guy. Oh, for you I am. And it's really like accidentally super homoerotic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like to him like, oh, have you heard of this character, Bill Wilson? He's a CIA agent from Donna Roses. And they gave him this rundown of Bane posting. And the director was like, I really wish I put this in the movie, but it's too late. I kind of, one thing I, I never since you brought up Bane, I never loved that they changed Bane because he's uh, Hispanic in the comic and they changed him yeah. to Tom Hardy, which is, I don't, I don't really understand maybe that. Wanted, maybe they wanted to avoid the Batman and Robin uh, legacy. He wasn't even Hispanic there. He was green. Wait, he wasn't? Yeah, oh, okay. Well, he came no. off as a bad stereotype in that movie. Uh, how, how is that a bad stereotype? I don't think he was like a Luchador. That's he fucking like Bane. Bane is a fucking luchador. No, well, no, no I know it, he is, but the problem is they made Bane like brain dead in that movie. Yeah. It just came off as a little like I don't know. It was at least it's better than the uh, the Mexican character in Riding with Burgess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. There, there are but no they, there are no green Mexicans except for Emily and Stephanie. I mean, because because they did do the uh kind of cool thing of letting Billy D. Williams be Two Face. Yes. Which I thought was really yes. cool. Because that was like always like the biggest thing. Like, what would Billy D. Williams' Two Face even have been? Uh, and it also sucks because he signed on for the original two Tim Burton Batmans under the assumption he would get to play Two Face. <laughs> if anyone remembers, um, Lando Calrissian was Two Face. Well, well, was Harvey Dent in the Batman '89? Yeah, which is I think that was cool because I it's long pissed me off, and I think I've talked about it on here that they he didn't get asked back to Force Awakens or Last Jedi. And uh, I think it's cool that at least the Lego movies <laughs> will bring back Billy D. So, you know, but it was it was it was a fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It's not as good as Lego movie, but it's still like really fun. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like it's not as funny as Lego movie, but it's more focused and has more characters, character development than the Lego movies. So I feel it's worthy of being a Lego movie yeah. sequel. I mean, it was it's yeah. the most interesting thing about that movie is um and i didn't think about it while watching it is how much it references batman stuff and when i left and people were like well do you think people will get it if they don't know batman and i was like with batman so popular everyone knows who commissioner gordon is everyone like there's nothing that they there's very few things that they make a big reference to that a normal person wouldn't get and it's like you could only do that movie about batman because like no one knows superman that well or any other comic book character outside of like spider-man maybe and it was like that was really interesting that in 2017 a big popular movie is just full of inside references but inside is like so big that (laughs) it's okay for a huge movie to do that it's strange (laughs) but it was i i like it a lot i'm excited the lego franchise is a lot of fun yeah by the way there was a uh, a trailer right before for the uh the upcoming movie in november um lego uh what's it called ninjago Ninjago. i call it ninjagoff but anyway like there's a trailer for that and i like i was like 
they're going to do that into a theatrical movie. Ugh. But I saw the trailer and I actually find it really funny. But it's using the same humor as the Lego movie, sort of. And I feel like well, they, they found a formula that works for them. And I actually feel excited for this movie. I mean, even the short, the Lego short before Storks was really funny. Like, they have this very, like, meta Looney Tune-esque because it is Warner Brothers uh, yeah. kind of humor that really works for it. But I I think I like the meta nature of Lego movie more than like it gets meta, but there's nothing like they're really saying something like like kind of more subversive with the original mm-hmm. Lego movie. And Lego Batman is just a lot of fun, but that's fine. It's just not as, yeah. you know, but are you, it doesn't make you plus, think. Plus the reason I think they're doing a Lego Ninjago movie is because like There was an initial Ninjago run, but I think, and this might just be like conjecture on my part, but I think it got like an additional like couple seasons because it was just so popular with kids. Yeah, I don't actually know much about Ninjago. Yeah, it's a shame uh, the Lego movie franchise didn't happen like 10 years ago where we could have had Bionicle the movie, but no. I mean, oh, we did we did get movies, but straight they went to straight video. to video. That don't count. Yeah, you know when Bionicle and they also happen? looked really weird. Bionicle will happen when the kids who bought Bionicle stuff have their own kids. So you well, have actually, like I'm not. They I they, think they, they tried to bring it back recently. Line. Yeah, they brought them back, and then they had to discontinue it because it was like really unsuccessful. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because that thing was huge. I I wouldn't be shocked if they came up with a way to bring it back at some yeah. point. Oh yeah, yeah. But Jim, are you like interested in the Ninjago movie? I mean, I don't know the show. I never watched the me neither cartoon, and so is. But I like everyone who's in the 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 trailer, which is like Dave Franco and Kamel Nanjiani and people. I was like, well, I'll see it for them, but I'll feel weird like reviewing it because I'm sure in the comments people will be like you don't know anything about Ninjago and like I'll be like who does like does anyone it's not even it's like not even my new favorite show like Teen Titans it's like it's nothing to me yeah like I noticed in the comments there are several people saying how it doesn't follow the TV show so it's going to be its own canon this movie I mean that's probably better because I think there's a lot of people because there are a lot of with animated films it's usually just like a bunch of parents and their kids and and like me sitting by myself in the dark and uh this time there were like a lot of like just adults who went to lego batman so i think it has a strong enough brand that people will come out to ninjago but it's not going to make like batman money Mm -mm. but batman's so popular i mean it's one of the biggest franchise i i feel like we'll see news reports saying that ninjago underperformed and stuff because it's not you know it's not as appealing well i i wonder if they well storks did flop like i don't think storks did very well but i think if they budgeted it correctly and it's coming out in like august so i think if if financially it didn't cost that much it might work out for them but i don't know you know Mm mm-hmm it, it might just flop. They might, you know, yeah. just take a write-off on it. Who knows? Yeah, because, um, yeah. I mean, also with this Batman movie, it does, there's no reference to anything that happened in the Lego movie. So I'm assuming it's a prequel. So it's like, okay, not, not to spoil what happens midway through and who they introduce, but, like, um, it feels like they made The Avengers first, which is the Lego movie. And this is, like, a, a, an, an, an individual superhero movie before The Avengers they have the Bat family, so it's kind of like an Avengers, you know, <laughs> as it's count. called. As it, well, I, I did think it was it was crazy, like, after Warner Brothers made the killing joke, which everyone went, like, how have you made it, like, Batman's 
under the bat family rules or whatever having sex with his own daughter and then they're like let's do another bat family oh. thing but this time it's way less creepy yeah and like killing joe uh like yeah uh, killing joe was such a shame i love how much i love killing joke and how much it was a fucking waste of time for everyone involved i, I just I was just so upset that like they got everyone like the theater was packed like several screens went to Killing Joke where I saw it and I was like this is great for like R rated animated movies like this is wonderful and then for them to make that I was like what the <laughs> they should have just made Death in the Family I think that's a way better subject matter for a movie well they don't they cover uh, like a bit of Death in the Family with Under the Red Hood um yeah but like isn't that just at the beginning. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it's been Death a in the Family is like a long, like the whole thing is leading up to his, you know. You, yeah. If you're doing the exact adaptation, Death in the Family works better as a graphic novel, whereas Killing Joke is like kind of short. Like it's not a collection of several issues. It's just like a graphic yeah. novel or something. Or isn't it, was it an issue or something? It's not very long, basically. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with another story oh, to put on there. It uh, didn't, didn't work. Speaking of um, Red Hood, um, I noticed in the background of the Lego movie, we saw Red Hood, which I'm confused. Isn't that Robins? I know nothing uh, about it, comics. Well, no, that's... Uh, there have been several Robins. I well, think. yeah, I know, but like, this Red is the Hood... first Robin, according to the Batman universe. Oh, Lego okay. Red, Red, Ho- Red Hood. Well, I mean, under Lego Batman, but Red Hood is second Robin. So Tim uh, Dick Grayson... Could exist with the Red Hood, but, I guess. <laughs> this is the first Robin he's had. Why I was there a Red Hood in this movie in Lego? Batman? I mean that that movie Maybe didn't really take, respect like, Batman like, continuity. So, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's really weird that all the characters are Lego shaped. What sorry. the fuck are you talking about, dude? I'm sorry. It, I, I was I was making a joke <laughs> on the 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 because obviously it doesn't respect the Batman continuity, so I was just like making an obvious dumb statement to go along with that. Yeah, but um, it's kind of uh, it didn't. This Batman Lego Batman movie did not need to be Lego Batman. Really, it could have easily been like Teen Titans Go Batman or something. Yeah, there's only like two moments where Lego played a played a part in this universe. I mean, it does do the, the kind of uh, same thing that. I think DC's good at is having fun with their characters and animation. Yeah. Um, I mean, not as good with Teen Titans Go has gone a little too far, but um, Lego Batman shows how that can work. You know, I don't know if there should be a second one or anything, but it was a fun little lark of a, you know, yeah. it was more guess... fun than Dark Knight Rises than Batman v Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I just feel like ba- Lego Batman would have worked more as like a series of shorts or a TV show. Well, you didn't see it, so you have you don't have a right to complain. I was gonna say, no, I, no, I, what I, I mean is like in theory on paper, because there's so much Batman lore and so much like stuff they oh, could yeah. mine from, compared to like some of the other Lego properties, because those are based off movies. Yeah. This is one that's based off something much bigger. But I feel like uh, Lego, I mean, <laughs> Warner Brothers is trying to make their own cinematic universe, and right now the Lego cinematic universe is doing way better than their superhero universe. Oh, there's a really good there's a really good picture where they have um, like the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I don't I don't treat that as gospel, but they have Batman v Superman, <laughs> and it's at like you know thirty percent or something, and then they have Lego Batman, and it's in the nineties, and then it has that picture of Ben Affleck looking sad, and they photoshopped I think it's Chris Evans like with his hand on his shoulder, just laughing his head off. I mean, <laughs> it's it, great. It, it shows that people don't hate the DC superheroes; they just hate those movies. Like, yeah, they hate the which execution. Is, which is like the big. 
that's the biggest problem with DC is like apparently after Batman v Superman, the Warner Brothers executives were like, we had the two most recognizable superheroes ever and we fucked it up. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, um, I wish the IMDb forums were still around because uh, now we can't post. <laughs> now, now we can't. You know what? You know what? You don't need to. You don't need to finish that. You don't. Need to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I, I okay, because they, they closed the IMDb forums shut down February twentieth as we record. And um, yeah, yeah, boring. <laughs> One hundred years later, fuck you. I, this matters because I cut Nolan's matter because I cut stop. out part of his shitty. Okay. Discussion about symbiotic title. Oh, my like fucking IMDb forums are relevant and/or interesting. <laughs> I tried hey, going hey, on. IMDb. I heard. I heard Trump posts on the IMDb forums a lot. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wow. about Indiana Jones. <laughs> that like video where he's like, "What's going on, Hollywood?" Uh, I don't see how this bad guy in Back to the Future Two was a bad guy. He seems like he had some good ideas. <laughs> but yeah, IMDb. <laughs> Forums are closed down, and all, whenever I click on them, they just have a message that says, Doe, we're sorry, something went wrong, error message. But, um, yeah, like some, I wish we could still go on those forums just to say, Hey, uh, why aren't why isn't Disney paying for the negative reviews for Lego Batman and uh, Logan? Oh, I, I love when people, <laughs> people say that, and I'll look at them like, Do you know how like things work? Like, that's not you couldn't pay. <laughs> There's so many critics out there for them to like really hate on a movie. Like it's just, oh man. They they hate on the Rotten Tomatoes, which doesn't review movies. They gather all the reviews around the internet. Like I I love when people say stuff like that, and then you have to hear them shit on the Marvel movies, and it's always like, like how come in Guardians there was this one menial thing that doesn't make sense? And I was like, oh, so do you not like having fun or something? <laughs> I mean, it reminds me uh, a couple of years ago when I was on the forums for GameStop, and like people were angry that um, Sonic Unleashed got negative reviews, and one of their things was saying like, why are people dissing on the Werehog in this game? Uh, uh. Zelda turned into a werewolf in his in his game. It's it's like saying why do why do people hate big rigs? There's driving in that. There's also driving in Grand Theft Auto. Why aren't they the same score? It's like it's the execution of things, not the idea. Yeah. No, I mean I think those people don't get it because they have shit taste. <laughs> I mean that's that's like that's that's it. I mean like you know I hate to break everyone's <laughs> the glass ceiling on that, but they they like bad things and. That's that's why they don't get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the particular case of Unleash, there are things to like about that game. I don't know if I would go so far as to put the night stages on a pedestal. Um, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty, though. Like, with Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom made that game's combat look amazing because uh, mm-hmm. Boom is one-button mashing, uh, whereas, like, Unleashed... Unleashed is it's one of those games where, like, you get combos that you never use, and I hate that. You, you get into that cycle of, like, you know, triangle, triangle, circle, and you do the same shit every time. Mm-hmm. And... That, that's that game's problem. There are, like, a bunch of combos to play with. And then when you start to play with the combos, it's like, oh, okay, I see what they're getting at here. But the problem is you never do because you never have to. Right. I, okay. I actually really genuinely like Unleash. Ew. Shut up, you. No, like, I can understand that. The day stages are, like, really good. And then the night stages are – I don't think they're as terrible as people say, but I don't think they're I, great. I agree. I agree. I don't mind the night stages. I do have a little bit of problems with some of the day stages because I feel like they're more memorization than actually playing. That's uh, at least as far as why I go. But I like the art design. I love the Pixar styled characters throughout the world. I like exploring the world. Chip's kind of annoying, but like the rest of the characters, I think they're How super solid. How dare you? 
Whatever. No, no, I was like, gonna say, like, the, no, the reason is annoying because they got the fucking four kids actors who can't act worth a shit. Yeah. Double, doubly so, they can't cast worth a shit either. If and you like, listen to Chip in, like, the original Japanese dub, he is so fucking cute. God damn. <laughs> I fucking love Chip. He's so adorable. I will I will go and watch a Japanese clip for you. Also, calling out Super Bunny Hop. Chip is not an annoying side character. I'll kick your ass. You're really cool. <laughs> I love Super Bunny Hop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, my point was I really like the art design of that show. It's so beautiful. It's so nice, especially for being, like, what, a 360 PS3 yeah, PS3, game? 360. Yep. It's super solid. And, like, yeah. plus also uh, Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup does the theme song. <laughs> So like that's got a little bit of over the course you know, of years, and it makes me yeah. Aren't you thinking Sonic Colors? No, no, he did Sonic Boom because there's endless possibilities with the song. You mean huh? Sonic Unleashed? Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, you're confusing uh, me. Okay, <laughs> the Bowling for Soup did this song for Sonic Unleashed. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were which, by the way, mixing up the, things. Bowling, Bowling for Soup did not play said game they actually uh because i i occasionally like email the guy he's like was the game good i'm like yeah it was all right but uh but yeah yeah i, I really like sonic unleash in fact uh mario odyssey the the new game i really hate the the realistic design of the humans yes the um like that aesthetic they, clash they of still the look game. somewhat stylized yeah but they, it's just having mario the, the big problem is that screen character. that side by side yeah but, like, I, I don't know. I just really wanted to see the humans be designed kind of like the Pixar characters from Sonic Unleashed. Mm-hmm. So, so far. No, but I feel like that was the point. The, was the point is if it's The point is for it to be fucking silly. And, like, here's Mario, the fucking cartoony plumber, next to a proportioned, like, 1930s woman or man. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I understand the intention to juxtapose it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it ended up good. Well, I mean, it's not like super realistic, it's like Sonic 06. I mean, it's more like uh, the Dreamcast, Sonic Advance, where it still they look cartoonish. They're not overly realistic. I feel there's a the, the, the style. Yeah, it's works. not like those uh, Mario and GTA videos. Right? Yeah, that bad. But it's still. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like the vibes. What I do like about Odyssey, though, is. I really like the return to 64's moveset, which, in mm-hmm. my opinion, was just a really, really solid approach to platformer movement design. Mm-hmm. And I like, even though I'm I'm not sold on the visuals of the environments, I like how they're really using the city to their advantage. Like, you know, Mario can bounce off of the hoods on cars. He can, like, pulse swing on lampposts. Like, it seems like they really want to return to that whole using the environment to traverse the environment itself. Yeah. You know, like, Plus, all the dog- Mario 64, that was, like, real jumping and stuff. All the Donkey Kong references, a new Donk City, because like all oh, yeah, the street names, they're all the street names are Donkey Kong Country characters, and then you could see um, where they have uh, the pillar, the the original Donkey Kong game um, cylinder things. What do we call them? The the, the building pieces. No, 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 no. The actual like rails, oh, like you see yeah. how buildings are built. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the style is going to work. We just need to see more footage of it. But I'm more excited for the Mexican level because I feel like after... um, That was my favorite one visually. Every It seems like every time Mexico appears in a film or something, they always have to include sugar skulls now, which my mom was telling me, like, how, since she's Mexican, she she's telling me, like, before they would always portray Mexico as an ugly orange-brown desert area, but now it's treated nicer with, like, sugar skulls and Day of the Dead is apparently every day because, I don't know, I remember I was watching that 
the second Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie, and there was just a scene where it was Day of the Dead for some reason, and everyone was dressed up. It was Halloween, I guess, and they were in the Mexican side of town. Oh, yeah, because they have to go recover some dumb thing yeah. of their stupid plot oh, oh, or something. And yeah, also, Batman v Superman, like, uh, there's, like, a fire in, like, Mexico, a, a Mexican factory, and then it's Day of the Dead there, too, and, like, all these people <laughs> which, with sugar skull masks are just, like, reaching out to Superman. Like, oh. Yeah, that was that was weird. That- <laughs> That whole movie's like a bad dream, and like when you think back god. on it, you're like, "Oh my god, what was what Jeez. was going on the, there?" The last James Bond movie, uh, James Bond's in Mexico and his Day of the Dead. Oh, that was a cool. That was like the best part. That was of cool. Movie. Yeah, yeah, that was the cool sequence when it's like all one shot for like a really long time. He's yeah. like with that girl, and oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to rewatch just that scene. So yeah, like Mexico went from orange and brown desert to everybody's dead and and skeletons <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, well, you should really see like Sicario. Um, oh yeah, Sicario's really good. Well, no, I don't, actually, I don't know if I'd say it's really good. But it's I, not I a good. It. It's not a great interpretation of Mexico. <laughs> oh no, I, but it's it's an enjoyable movie. I, I would recommend it. Look, yeah. Oh. But the only uh, good Mexican movie with a uh, white savior, the only good white savior movie that exists in the world and ever will be is the movie Nacho Libre. Nacho! Who? <laughs> Nacho! Like, no one, like, Mexicans love that movie. <laughs> Even, like, this is, like, if it was, I think if it came out today, people would be, would, make, would be making call-out posts about how Jack Black's a white savior and stuff, but. Yeah, probably. Wait, wait, white savior? A white, yeah, you know, a white savior movie where, like, the hero is the one white guy in, in a group of, like. Oh, okay, Because, okay. like, I, I thought you were, like, um, for whatever reason, I thought you, like, misspoke white supremacist. Oh, oh God, with no. white savior. <laughs> oh, no. Nacho Jack Black is racist. Yeah, the all alt right people love Nacho Libre. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You can see the news articles now. Jack Black, alt right icon. Yeah, Jack Black, our one white savior that matters. Speaking yeah. <laughs> of that shit, uh, I saw this really great picture of um, it's it's the U.S. and it shows like the outline of where the wall will be built, and so it, and it goes. I don't want to be that person. But I see a flaw, and it has arrows of people that can like use boats to just go to the go through the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and the one there was a response. It was those uh, Mexicans can't walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> but it, look, if you think water is going to stop someone from entering the country, just look at Cuba. Anyway, so Lego Batman. Yeah, wait, we're still talking about that? I, thought I, I we were guess so. Anything else to say about Lego Batman? Uh, it was uh, cool. You should see it. Yeah. I, I hope it's cool because they fucked up distribution here. Yeah, you live in Australia, and when's it coming out in Australia? Honestly, whenever I hear something's delayed, I kind of just give up on it. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's only like a two-week delay. It's, it's not. It sucks, but it's not too bad. It's not like John Wick, where we're not getting it until April. Damn, um, man. Which uh, the same distributor didn't put La La Land in theaters for very long, and then when they realized it was sweeping award season and how much they fucked up, they were like struggling to get it to show longer. It was Aww. it's just terrible. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with the La La Land thing though. But <laughs> but John Wick, every, society needs that headshot yeah. to keep going. 
I mean, I haven't seen the sequel yet. I barely, I barely saw the first movie a couple of days ago, and it was worth it. It was worth the hype of it. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I remember two. when I first saw the trailer, and it was no, just no. like, "Is this a joke?" Chapter two is, it ended up so good. Chapter two is a lot of fun. You, you have mm-hmm. to see it. Basically, for those who haven't seen John Wick, uh, the entire movie can be summed up with. Now you fucked up. Probably my favorite yeah. description for it, uh, my friend Tom, who I do, you know, in fact, I could with, he, the best description for that movie, he said, John Wick is a natural disaster movie from the perspective of the natural disaster. <laughs> and I, it, I can see that. It's so good. Like, and because my favorite thing about John Wick, and I love how the moment that mobster, it's like, oh, whose car did you steal and whose dog did you kill? John Wick. The next, like, maybe like 15, 20 minutes is basically them sitting around going, Oh fuck. I just love how well choreographed it is. And the lighting is gorgeous. And then that like oh, that club everybody, I have not seen an action movie. That's just like all about headshots. Like that's all like he kills everybody with a headshot. Yeah, like John he, Wick is efficient. Like just like, like everybody I've not seen so much blood gore mm-hmm. in my life. He double taps everyone just to be sure. Oh, yeah. yeah he, well, he's John Wick. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He, he saw Zombieland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Zombieland. <laughs> what are you talking about? John Wick invented Zombieland. <laughs> but I was watching uh, John Wick a second time on TV and like that, that club scene where he was walking and there's that swirly TV in the background. That, that one cool scene that like they took they cut that out for TV time. And it's like, no, I, for fucking Wait, commercials. Wait, what scene? The scene where he's at the club in the first movie, and there's that swirly TV and the DJ thing. The yeah, the, the, those gr- it, it was just him walking, looking cool, and there's like a swirl in the background. You know, mm-hmm. you know what that swirl reminded me of? Huh. It reminded me of um that old demo for Watch Dogs where Aiden goes into the club and they have the like Ubisoft logo on the TV. Or something. <laughs> the Ubisoft. Uh, it, it made me think of that. Yeah, but they, yeah, that's what I think when I see it. But yeah, like the scene really served no purpose other than to have a cool slow motion walking scene. But still, don't, don't, why would you cut that out? The best part. I mean, it's like the, the calm before the storm. Yeah, before he starts like the club. It's that's important. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but eventually I'll see John Wick too. But yeah, Lego Ma- Batman movie, the best Batman movie since Dark Knight and uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> What's sad is I can't. I don't think there's a Blu-ray of Mask of the Phantasm at all. No, there's not. It, it really hasn't gotten the respect it it deserves. It's, it's just DVD quality. Yeah. Like Warner. It actually it didn't even get really reviewed by major critics. And in, in, when it came out in theaters, it wasn't until it came out on home video, and then Siskel and Ebert did a review of it, and then oh. the New York Times did. So it was like it really did not get. And it had before the Dark Knight. It had the best Rotten Tomatoes score of any. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, but I th- that that's one that needs a better uh, needs to be treated better because it's really gorgeous. Yeah, because I'm wondering with like um, I mean, since those um, uh, those cell animations were were saved on a reels, like I'm waiting. Like, is Warner Brothers ever going to release those in higher quality than just DVD quality? Because I kn- I know there are some cartoons like I managed to get off iTunes. Uh, one of the Scooby Doo incarnations. Uh. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo in 1080p, this show from the oh, 80s, wow. and it looks so amazing to see cell animation in 1080p and where you can just see the layers on top of each other. Making I mean, I I think, because I read a thing about, uh, I think it was like, <coughs> how come Star Trek doesn't release all their stuff on Blu-ray and how come a lot of shows don't make it? 
and a lot of it is just because it costs a lot of money mm. and they thought those sets were going to make more and their blu-rays are not selling what dvds were it's just a fact and yeah. they're just not yeah. gonna they're not gonna pony up that kind of money for a show that they're not going to break even on and i think when that there was the star trek blu-ray set no one really bought and that like kind of cemented corporately to all these people they're like eh yeah who cares streaming... like they're kind of like why should i spend this you know yeah streaming's the future now so like if it, it's either streaming or nothing at all yeah i don't know it's so weird to go back like think about 10 years ago when people just dump stuff on dvd because i would always find some weird like I, I, uh, a week ago i went to fyi video in like a dying mall in my town <laughs> And um, it's like, wow, DVDs for things I've never heard of. And this this was back when people used to, like, just dump stuff on DVD. Now it's just, hey, go on Netflix, find something weird, and that's it. No, I, I get that. Like, the, the allure of, like, finding something that, like, you found. Yeah. It's it's not quite the same now. You know, a lot of people can just be like, Google it, and they'll, they'll eventually get it. Yeah. The magic's gone. No one has the urge to buy DVDs. Just stream it. I really miss bonus features because you don't really even get those in blu-rays anymore no. like if, if it's a big movie release they'll throw something but like i thought the big deal about blu-ray was there's more space well, and yep. yeah and before dvds had like the movie and then like four hours of extra content like it, it like when dvds first came out that was a big selling point versus vhs yeah. you know that was that was the reason those there were so many is they sold like so well like ridiculous well and even something like cult movies would be like number one and two on the charts so it, they had an incentive to spend a lot of money on these things yeah. but w- with blu-ray they're not they don't have a department they like had a department at warner brothers or whatever studio that just made bonus features and if they have that department it is not what it was in the early 2000s so um they they're just not spending the money on it or if they are it's getting sent to youtube or you know something mm-hmm. like that um but yeah but it's really super disheartening i, I mean i wish they did more stuff like that because to find like kind of cooler stuff about movies you really have to read like interviews with the director or something you can't get that from the yeah. bonus features anymore, yeah so. i feel like they're just they just dump that out on youtube as promotion and stuff sometimes you, I mean, but even then that's like really cut down yeah i, um, I, I, yeah. I want my, very much. i mean part of like why i made these videos is because i don't know i, I I treat some of these reviews like the Kim Possible review, like documentaries, sort of, because I I love that I love watching all the documentary things on like DVDs, because like the Powerpuff Girls yeah. box set had like this whole documentary on the history of the Powerpuff Girls and everything, and that's what I sort of want to do with my videos, even though I'm not I don't know anything behind the scenes for these things, but I try. Yeah, this uh, was I like guess the-, the one thing I'd say about Blu-rays, it's it's ironic that Blu-rays have done more for games than they have films at this point. Although now I think that's gonna change because um. We don't need Blu-rays because the this, this Switch is going to use SD cards. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I actually really like um, how they've, like, returned to cartridges. Uh, like, it's mostly been with handhelds, like the Vita and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most fascinating, like, format for putting games on, though, is probably UMDs. They're yeah. so surreal. Because oh, yeah. it was, like, at a time when cartridges were still kind of, like, not quite there yet. So they had to get these, like, mini discs. It's so weird. But... Mm-hmm. That's about it, really. I, I do like that we're making a comeback to cartridges, though, because that, generally speaking, should mean a faster load time. Yeah, but people yeah. keep asking, like, why are they switching to discs? I mean, why are they switching to SD cards and not Blu-rays? Well, for one thing, Sony owns Blu-rays, so um, 
<laughs> you would have to pay them money to use the Blu-ray brand and stuff. But also, um, Blu-rays hold 50 gigabytes, and you're, and if you download a a game digitally, you'll notice that it's like what seven gigabytes. It doesn't need 50 gigabytes. It, yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it's only can, been very recently that they've gotten that big. Yeah, and, and SD cards can easily fill that space, just what they need. And also with SD cards, you can rewrite them. You can save data on there. And discs, you can only save data once, and that's it. You can only write a disc once. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. So, yeah, there's a reason why um, SD cards are coming back. Yeah. But do you guys want to get into the questions? Okay. Yeah. Why did you build this thing with only one seat? Because last I checked, I only had one butt. The Lego Batman movie, rated PG, February 10th. All right, questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to type out the word question in the YouTube comments so it's easier to find. And also we have the, oh, I've got the Fan Junk playlist. So if you have any videos related to Rebel Taxi or, or the podcast, uh, email them to me at rebeltaxi at yahoo.com. And uh, we have the fan DeviantArt and fan Reddit. First question is Mortal Kombat 123 Full. Question Is it wrong that people criticize a famous ac- artist or actor despite not being one themselves? Well, that's that's like saying, like, if, if you're not president, you can never uh, criticize yeah. the president. Or, But the thing is with stuff like that is that's kind of the theory of, like, you know, like when your mom makes you dinner. And she worked really hard and she's like, hey, I, you know, you should respect that I worked really hard to make sure you're fed and stuff. And in that case, it is rude to, you know, because it is rude to criticize your mom for doing that. But um, that doesn't work for like anything else other than that. So using that theory for like being like this person's a professional and I'm not so I can't criticize them. That's just a really good way to like not have very many critical thoughts and just accept things and i mean if you're into that then i guess do that I mean, it's a fallacy. i don't know if my mom has shitty food i'm gonna call her out on it oh well okay maybe <laughs> get but like I'm just, saying, I'm, I'm just saying the 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 blanket theory of that you know because it's like you can't the theory is i guess is that you can't go anywhere you're a little kid or something but like but like if you're like a consumer and you see, like, let's say, Live by Night, or you see, you know, Monster <laughs> Trucks, and you're like, I don't really like either of these movies, then you should be be able to talk about that, because that's fine, you know, because variety and word of mouth is how those things work. And I know movie people tell people that, that you shouldn't criticize unless you've done it, but it's like, yeah, but, you know, you guys also really like you know the artists of all land, and I don't really want to go by your opinion either, so yeah. why don't we just, like, you yeah. should be able to... Yeah. Talk about that. O- otherwise, every movie would be equal in quality. Yeah. Yeah. Just... I think, I think, like, to break it down, you can have a, like, very technical, like, theoretical knowledge of something without having the practical knowledge. Like, sure, you might understand how to break down a drawing, but you might not be able to draw yourself. Like, it, I feel like it's just a really bad way of shutting out uh, criticism, and it'll just, like, lead you into just not really progressing well you know you know who 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 says that kind of stuff are like you know bullies in high school who get mad at you because you didn't like uh gone in 60 seconds (laughs) it's like like do you are you do you really want to like do you really look at that guy and go like i want to think like that jerk off forever like that's like not interesting just think of it that way if you really want to be boring think that way but otherwise yeah i I mean i think i would i would rather have people like pushing 
to criticize something and question something. And I mean, there are some people that can be overly critical, but I would take that over everyone who is just blanket like, this is great. I like this thing. Like, I would rather, you know, even if someone's really negative about something, usually it's more inviting to like a discussion or there's some idea behind it. So I, well, I don't know. I feel critique. like if you want critique to critique, is a it, legit critique thing. Yeah. If, if yeah, you, like critique as an artist or anyone that has a creative field, uh, challenging something that's been made is a way to improve it. That's why when we critique, there's so many reviews. When you know going through, I mean, obviously it doesn't work for every movie, but yeah. uh, because not everyone has that like you know way to they're just not good at seeing it or there's it's very different making something and seeing it from that perspective, having deadlines and shit like that versus being really comfortable sitting at your computer. And being able to like f- go frame by frame and nitpick every little piece, which is what a lot of internet reviewers or even like the, the like when the power or the Powerpuff Girl thing came out, where like people were like looking at in between frames and criticizing oh, yeah. the art design. Like yeah. uh, it's so much easier to criticize something when you have all the pieces. But there's so many internet reviewers that can't make quality movies, as we still, as we talked about multiple times <laughs> this podcast. It, it's much it's much harder to make the puzzle than it is to critique the puzzle. Yeah, but also if you're paying for something, like you better, I, I shouldn't be just like, oh, gee, this is perfect in every way. I, you have the right to criticize it if you paid money for it, especially. Yeah, actually, if- you know what I heard most uh, people complaining about that was when uh, internet critics started. Is a lot of movie studios complained about particularly when Harry Knowles started because of what he did to like Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. uh, he started like the hate towards that. And they were like, you know, he shouldn't criticize cause he doesn't know. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like even if you, you probably knew Batman and Robin sucked. I mean, it's not yeah. like, <laughs> that's not a crazy opinion, but like they just got so upset because they couldn't control it. And I think it's just like, not a really, that's a blanket statement people use to just go like, Oh, well, you should just shut up. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's just a way to silence people. It's not a way to create more art. And most art is criticism in some regard. They look yeah. at this sucks. Yeah, I can do better. Yeah. So you should like, and that is a, it's, it's a very regressive thing to think that you should not be criticizing yeah. something. And, um, yeah. and on the flip side, like real quick, I, I don't want to dwell too long on the question, but I feel like, Oh, like on the flip side, that that doesn't mean every every critique of something is infallible. Like it's it is your insight and your opinion that itself can be disputed and can be criticized. Well, so I yeah. don't think, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not like I just wanted to make that like really clear. Like it doesn't make you immune because you're the critic standing on the sideline. Like no, what you say, like if you say something dumb, you know, talk shit get hit. But if you have something really insightful, people will really like that. So. I just I feel like it's just judged on the merits of your knowledge. You don't have to have necessarily done that thing to be able yeah. to speak about it and discuss it and critique it. But there, yeah. there's also the comments that say, uh, "If you don't like it, don't watch it." Oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah, I mean, it's I, so stupid. I guess, but that's still the guy who like gone in sixty seconds, and you don't <laughs> want to be like. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because a uh, pie guy rules made a video on the "Don't watch it, don't uh, <laughs> don't watch it, don't d- d- crap." If you don't like it, don't watch it. I was thinking the bye bye man. Like, don't, don't, well, could, couldn't, don't wait, couldn't you, if don't someone like says it. that to you and you make a video online, couldn't you just 
reiterate that to them. Yeah, because sometimes I would I mean, get that and I would just tell them, like, well, if you didn't like my video, then don't watch it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you should just say to them, like, you do realize why you're here. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I mean, like the, one of the weirdest moments of that was um, I was watching At Midnight on Comedy Central. And um, I, I guess they're bought out by I guess they're sponsored by Apple, possibly. <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. But um, Chris Hardwick on the on there when they were discussing the new iPhone and how it will have no headphone jack. And he just said, you know, guys, if you don't like it, don't, don't buy it. And the problem with that thing is we do want to buy it, except this one major factor is kind of just like a real detriment to the entire product itself. Yeah. Well, there's this Absolutely. whole, like, I'm seeing this a lot, and it's in politics, too, where, like, people try to trivialize concerns, like legitimate concerns because they don't have an argument against it so instead they try to play it off as like some ridiculous thing and they then they go straight into like personal jabs like every time someone starts an argument about like trump and they always go towards the orange skin small hands and weird haircut you defeat you you kind of kill your own argument because you already it becomes very very tiresome yeah well you're already pissing off the other person and emotions are high there's no way you can actually have a conversation and the whole part of the human experience is to converse you know, like yeah. it, it's to have a dialogue and that's the point. That's what you, you should have an opinion on things and you should be able to discuss your opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. this whole shutting down everyone because it's not your thing. That's not healthy. That's not how we should be. And that's why we're so fucking yeah. divided on everything. Yeah. yeah. And then that just leads to you finding people with like the exact same monotonous opinions. And then you get into like echo chambers or group think and it's, it's just really bad. PewDiePie did nothing wrong. Like, Nazis, they, it's just their opinion, you know? I wanted to fucking make a joke to break the whole mood, and then you fucking did it for me. I hate you. <laughs> hey, hey, Nolan, is that what it's like to be a cuck? Oh. <laughs> oh, wow, way to recycle the same fucking joke. Wow. I'm really sorry, it's called a callback. Yeah, it's a callback. It, it, it's funny. It's, 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 it, 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 it rewards the audience for paying attention. Yeah, it's repetition. Yeah. People love it. Yeah, it's a build-up. You know, it's like poetry. It's sort of the rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> the shot. The shot's just so dense. There's just so much going on. <laughs> Every podcast is so dense. There are just so many jokes crammed right in there. Yeah. So many yeah, topics I... and things to discuss going so, on. You know, if, if you don't like something, shut the fuck up. You don't know nothing. Okay. So yeah. Just, shut. just like Gone in sixty seconds. That's what you should do. <laughs> Yeah, assholes. Oh, yeah. But look up the video for Pie Guy Rules, where he talks about uh, the the um, don't like it, don't watch it argument. Because it's I hate that argument. It's so. Uh, I feel like I could just go on a huge tangent about it, but it's just dumb. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to be that yeah. that blunt, but it's just so goddamn dumb. Oh yeah, but um, well, I mean, if you, if you don't like that, if you don't like that line of logic, why why do you even bother? Why not? If just... you if you're watching it in the first place, it implies like I, I'm gonna exclude yeah, so bad it's yeah, good. It's if you're watching it in the first place, sure. it means there is an expectation. You want something from it, and sometimes people's expectations can be unreasonable. But a lot of people that get upset about something and kick up a fuss are your fans or the or the people who care. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's just so dumb to say that because. Uh, I was trying to set you up for a joke where I was using that specific line of logic you hate, but you didn't go for it. So I'm just going to bow out now. I dodged your bait, Nolan. 
Mm-hmm. God damn it. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit in this Toonami promo where they talk about criticism versus haters because I feel like it's something a lot of people should uh, listen to. Well, I guess it's time to hate on haters. Who is this piece of nobody? We've all got one. It's the person who says that sucks, no matter what you're doing. No matter how hard you try, it's useless! Now, this isn't the same as criticism. Criticism serves a healthy function. Sometimes it can even help you get better. That's because it comes from a good place. Hating, however, is when someone just wants to cut you down. They want to watch you fall. It's really quite sad. Tsunami's had a lot of criticism and a lot of haters in our time. We welcome the criticism because this is a work in progress and we want to hear what you guys think because we love you. But when it comes to haters, old Tom learned his lesson a while ago. You can't let him get to you. It will take more than that to end my existence. So keep your head up. Keep doing what works for you. And don't be afraid to listen to your critics. But always, always ignore the haters. We all deserve better. Because people just like, I, I, I hate these stupid rap songs where they say, I fucking d- don't listen to the haters. Shake it off. Shake it off. That thing. That's a rap song? Wait, yeah, wait, you, wait, you know, think that's a rap song? Remember Taylor Swift, <laughs> classic rapper when she was... I, I like her mixtape's pretty good. You yeah. should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Peep like, her SoundCloud. It's absolute fire. You know, she she sold out like a Sugar Ray. You know, she used to be a hard rapper and then she just d- did all this shit. Sugar Ray, the, the fly person? Yeah. Didn't they do like rock music before... Actual rock they, oh, they were a punk band called the Shrinky Dinks, oh. and then they went. They went. Wait, we can make money. Yeah, forget punk. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the nineties. They sold out harder than Baja Men. But yeah. um, I guess next question. Okay. Yeah. All right. This this one pertains to me, but I just want to show you all. Uh, Austin Sacco says, "Question for Pan: Do you ever happen to come across fans in the Rio Grande Valley where you live?" Oh, mostly in conventions, like some some people outside Target notice me, <laughs> and they recognize me from the convention before, and that was about it. Like I I don't usually wear my pan pizza shirt since I'm afraid people will find me, and um. But but the second part of their question is, how did you react to people falling for the Robert Downey Jr. cosplayer that was in the mall in your town? Which, here, let me show you this this Robert Downey Jr. cosplayer, and people believe this. So let me put a link to it. Why he's looking for it? Uh, real quick, I want to let you guys know he's scared of you. He hides from you. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I'm not afraid. You literally just said I'm afraid people are going to find me. Well, I Wait. don't know. It's just like, oh, hey, uh, my, my acne's acting up. Uh, my face doesn't usually look like this. Uh, you know. Pan, I mean, I'm looking at this Robert Downey Jr. cosplayer. Are we supposed to pretend this isn't you? I mean, this is what you look like. <laughs> This is Pan. Everyone, this is Pan. Don't listen to him. Shit. This is what he looks like. But, like, if you saw this guy, like, wouldn't you believe that was t- Robert Downey Jr.? I mean, I believe it's you first, but then I believe it's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but, but, like, it looks so dead on like Robert Downey Jr. God. Yeah, oh, no, he's a really good lookalike. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, although apparently isn't uh, Robert Downey Jr. like a shorty, so you could, like, wouldn't you be able to figure that out really quickly? Oh, oh, like that's common knowledge. Yeah, right. Yeah, because people I – was, I was talking to someone yesterday. I don't know if it was you, Nolan, but someone was saying like, you know, that that shot in Civil War where Tony Stark is like <laughs> eye to eye with Captain America and it's just like, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, they had a box there. So you could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, I like to imagine uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. wears elevator shoes. 
Yeah, probably. I'll let him pretend. <laughs> but I'll link. I'll put this link in the. I'll put the photos and the links below in the description. But uh, next question. Oh, another Lego question. Jonathan Pinzone. Question: Are any of you playing Lego Dimensions? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a console to play it on, and I'm just not a fan of the like the buy stuff physically as DLC gimmick. I, yeah. I can see why people would be big on it, but I'm not. This game is. I want to buy the Sonic mini figure, and that's it. Because when I was a kid, I was like, they should make Sonic Legos. And then my friends were like, Nolan, stop being a fucking cringy retard. I'm so sick of you bringing up Sonic and fucking everything you talk about. I'm, it's literally so fucking annoying. Why don't you just kill yourself already? We're so sick of you being around here. You literally do nothing but make cringy comments all the oh, fucking time. And, stop. and I'm just like, okay. Every time we try to criticize something, Nolan's always like, shut up. Gone in 60 seconds was a good movie. <laughs> what is with you in this Guys, if you movie? don't like the Lego minifig, don't buy Lego Dimensions. It's easy. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That, that, argument oh, yeah. works. that argument works in this particular situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lego Dimensions is such an overpriced game. Like, you get a lot of content, really... but it's like, this hey, is too yeah. much. Guys, if you don't like Nazis, why don't you just stop talking to them? <laughs> I solved it. I, hey, I solved I'm about Pootie Pie. Oh my, he did nothing wrong. So Lego <laughs> Dimensions is really expensive because even the first like wave, like the base set when it first came out, was over three to four hundred dollars to get everything that was out at that time, mm-hmm. and you already knew that there was like four different sets coming after that. Yeah. So so like I mean like, it was like nope. It, it's kind of I don't want to sound like a fucking like anti-technology grandpa but like that saddens me that you would drop that much on like that one video game that you get like lego figures with but you don't really do anything with them like you if if you have a kid because you know the the huge target audience is kids wouldn't you be better off like if you're gonna spend that much money get them some lego sets dude these are virtual lego sets buy them lego star wars 2 that thing's like a million times cheaper Difference is kids can't choke on Legos. Oh, I mean kids. Oh. Kids can choke on Legos, so a game will save you, you know, health insurance Vir- costs. You can't so. choke on virtual Legos. No, no, you can't choke on Legos. They're designed so you can't. Yeah. If a child, like for example, the heads, the reason why wait, they're how, hollow and have the. Wait, how do you know that? I, I, I just, I just know this. Oh um, yeah, I've heard this before. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it true? Like hole the in the head. Are yeah. hollow because if a kid accidentally swells it, it goes down their throat. It has an air path. Oh, that's so, interesting. So all the Lego pieces that. are designed that way. No, it's not going to be fun coming out, though. Oh. <laughs> no. no. When I was younger, I was a, a fucking idiot, and I shoved a rock up my nose, and I cried because I thought I was going to die. And then my mom was like, I'll call the doctor from down the street, and it literally, like, he brought his kids over, and they all just watched me get a rock, like, surgically removed from my nose. Ah, I had the exact it? opposite. Uh, when I was a kid, I swallowed gum, and I didn't fucking care. And then they were like, did you swallow that gum? And I'm Wait, like, that's not the opposite. Yeah. I thought you were going to shoot a rock out of your it's sort of the opposite in some ways there was, <laughs> um, like, yeah they were like did you swallow that gum and I was like yeah whatever yeah don't do that and I'm like, oh, oh and okay. it was stuck in your body for seven years mm-hmm. yeah you know, um, there nice. was this kid who um, ate gum like candy like I talked to him uh, He, we had to do these stories for our English class where we just kind of like it, it was like a combination of icebreakers and essay writing so it was a really cool idea and he talked about how he ate gum, like candy, all the time. Like, you know, he'd just pop it in, chew it a bit, then swallow it. And then, like, he'd do that multiple times a day. And um, he went to this one uh, 
store with his family out of town. So they had to like drive a few hours to get back home. But the, um, my friend felt really sick. He was like, oh shit, I got to use the bathroom. So he fucking goes and um, he like rips out like a fucking mega fart or something. It like blows a bubble out of his asshole. Oh. And, and it like pops everywhere <laughs> all over the fucking stall. Oh. And um, like he was like, he didn't know what to fucking do. And he's like trying desperately to clean it up. And it's like sticky and gross. And, and he fucking like, eventually his dad just has to like fucking, they, they didn't have like a change of clothes or anything. So he just had to get him out of the fucking store. Like everybody had like, it was the single handedly most embarrassing thing I've ever fucking heard. Oh my I'm, God. I'm glad you told it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout, out my, shout out to my boy, Matt. Um, I just doxed you. Good God. <laughs> I didn't think like that would happen. Like I remember Family Guy making fun of Brian for eating gum and he he blew bubbles out his ass and I didn't think that was possible. Now you know, bitch. Oh my God. God wow. damn. But so yeah, Lego Dimensions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's an expensive set, but like I did manage to buy the main thing and also uh the uh mid the arcade gamer pack, which Basically, it, it it takes you to a level that's based around Midway arcade games like uh, Gauntlet, uh, oh, yeah. Spy Hunter, and stuff. And your your main character is this guy who just gets power-ups from these games. And it, it, there's a lot of cool content in this game, a lot of references to everything. Like, it's, I mean, it's I a fun game. Say, if, it was, if it was digital, uh, because I, I think the Traveler's Tales formula for LEGO games is pretty solid. Like, I don't think there's any arguing that. Yeah. It's been going for, like, 12 years. But... It's just that 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 price barrier, and also because I don't have a system to play it on. But if it was on like Steam and it was much cheaper, and I could like mm-hmm. probably pick that up in a DLC, I don't mind that idea of like, you know, we can just add some extra stuff onto this game, and you can just pick and choose which little uh, licensed franchise you can mess around in. Like yeah. that's not a terrible idea. I mean, yeah. uh, Disney Infinity after it ended uh, on Steam, you can <laughs> oh, buy um <laughs> on you, Steam. Yeah, I remember this. You can buy uh, the Disney Infinity Gold, which includes everything all the figures but digitally so you don't need to have all this stuff around although with lego dimensions you can't really do that because the game actually uses the pad as a for, for several puzzles so it would be really hard to make that digital only you you actually need the figures which i'm both i'm, I'm both glad the game uses full advantage mm. of the uh, pad that you had to buy but also i just have all these lego toys all over my room and it's like this is too much what, where do i store these without breaking them yeah, well, yeah like, I can, I can understand. Yeah, out of their playbook. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't think that's a bad idea. Like, if you're going to go all the way and make you have physical figurines, why not try to turn them into a something that translates into a game mechanic? Yeah. So that's a mm. that's a noble intention. Because with the, uh, with a uh, Disney Infinity, you just put the figure on there and you're done. That's it. But with dimension yeah. dimensions, like often the puzzles require you putting the characters in a certain row or certain alignment depending what it says on screen and it's pretty challenging so so it's it, it, it is it's a dis- the lego games are supposed to be for kids but often i find myself just incredibly frustrated sometimes like what the fuck am i supposed to do i keep getting oh, hit and losing my little challenge challenge to get, like, or is that your capability like, like it's crazy <laughs> i'm trying my best i'm not a child i was gonna say like 100 percenting those games um like, I, I mostly played the older ones, like, you know, uh, Lego Star Wars, Lego Indie, Lego Batman. But, like, 
going for 100 percent and getting like every mini kit it it could be a decent challenge like that yeah. those games had some nice puzzles where like you just you you figure them out and you have that eureka moment mm-hmm. but at the same time sometimes there were some really bad puzzles where it's like oh i didn't break this one thing and that had the part i needed okay yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, like, um, there's still, I don't know when the next update of uh, Lego figures are coming out, but they they tease you because like they're they're showing that they have individual levels for like Knight Rider, um, Powerpuff Girls, and Teen Titans Go, and I'm like, when is this coming out? It's like, oh, it's not out yet. Teen Titans Go, I want the Teen Titans Go figure set. Come on. You just want Raven. Yes, <laughs> but but thankfully they at least gave us Marceline from Adventure Time because there is an Adventure Time map. Oh, yay! I remember um, if you load Sonic up in the Adventure Time level, he makes a comment saying, "Oh, I met a princess once too. I uh, don't like to talk about it." Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, yeah, because that's one thing about the the Sonic side. Because like I haven't played Lego Dimensions, but I did watch some of the cutscenes for some of the franchises that you know are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on YouTube, so whatever. And uh, they make so many great meta references to Sonic the Hedgehog and his world. It's yeah. like they go all across the board. It's awesome. Yeah, like it's got like a really solid setup, and even like by extension, like Sonic's like social media is just a plus at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because nobody cares about Sonic anymore. So they're like, hey, at least we have social media. <laughs> Well, they, yeah, they can mess around and be, like, really informal, so they can make, like, little silly videos, and it actually, like, works. Yeah. Oh, and also... I just, I just find it funny that, like, um, Aaron Hansen is, like, a very prominently featured on there, and all he does is, like, say how much shitty Sonic is. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just like, wow, they really well, just do not give well, up. Well, like, for, for every, like, legit criticism he has, there's, like, every fuck-up in some of the, like, really easy Sonic games. Like, if, like his Sonic Adventure playthrough, that game is not, like, it doesn't feel complete. Hard. It's pretty, it's pretty weird in some spots, but, mm-hmm. man, he, he, it's almost like he went out of his way to fuck up, like, at the beginning of that playthrough. He's like, what the hell? I didn't uh, move on this loop ride and totally went, did a thing to go out of my way to fuck it up. <laughs> what the fuck, game designers? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, he's enjoyable to an extent, but I've I've sort of moved off of his content. Sonic likes to hang around with other has-beens. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. If, if we got the same views as Game Grumps, I'm sure they'd be tweeting at us too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe one day my shitty let's play will be that popular. Give up. You need to find. Can you find those like Newgrounds Sonic Flash games that oh, use the man. Sonic Advance sprites? Oh, It'll be a gold mine. I, I remember I used to play that fucking Sonic Advance um, two clone all the time. <laughs> that was I remember I, it ran like shit. It like always ran in slow motion. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. It worked fine for me. Your uh, it might have just been the computer I was using. Yeah, your computer's crap because it's from fucking. Australia. I used to have I used to have a terrible laptop. It was the worst. It, it towards the end of its life, it would lag on hit and run. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. So um, why are you blaming um, Sonic? Uh, Flash game. Because Flash games can have, like, the worst fucking optimization. Have you played Binding of Isaac? Uh, no. I don't need to. Go do it. We don't want to play a shitty game about a naked baby running around. I do. Oh, right. 
Yeah, no one does, though. <laughs> but um, speaking about The Simpsons, uh, Lego Dimensions also had a Simpsons level, although I'm kind of disappointed because um, it's clear they didn't have the money to pay for the voice actors because all the voice samples are taken from episodes. And, like, the story mission is just Homer recreating the one episode where he, t- he went to that chili festival and he had a drug trip. Oh, so they're already doing something that was in the Simpsons game. It feels very awkward and disconnected that only Homer is talking and no other characters. Like Marge is there and Bart is there, but you don't hear them speak at all. It's just weird. It just feels oh, so yeah, It's like those shots in video games where it's like, oh, such and such are here. And they just sort of like, it just changes to a shot of them just standing there yeah. and then it goes back. <laughs> Basically like that one Radioactive Man episode where they had to replace Fallout Boy. Yeah. Not the not the band, the character Fallout Boy. I remember the early days of Neopets where everyone was talking about Fallout Boy and I was and I was like, wait, why is everyone talking about that one Simpsons character? I didn't know it was yeah, I thought ba- the same thing. I didn't know it was a band at the time, which apparently that's where they got the name from, the Simpsons. Yeah, I'm surprised the Simpsons never sued him. Nah, I guess they never trademarked Fall. Well, it's weird because it's one's a character and one's a band. So as long as they don't yeah. make a character named Fallout Boy, they should be fine. Yeah, that would be okay. Yeah, yeah trademark laws, cray cray. Yeah. Also, I think they have a space in their band title, so it's actually like Fallout Boy. Yeah, because Screw Attack, uh, the webs, the video game website, is named after the power up in a game in a Metroid, and they got a- away with it by having a space and also not being a power up by being a website, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Lego Dimensions, it's a pretty fun game, but it's too high of a paywall, like. I, it's just like how many yeah. sorry Lego not everybody's a fucking millionaire it's um, it's not like a DRM game right like it, you don't you aren't required to be online or oh. anything I don't, no, okay. I don't well you have to install stuff but that's about it you can be play offline okay so DRM is the most hilarious thing I ever heard of because it's just digital rights management which yeah. means every time you purchase a game you buy the license to play the game you don't technically own the rights to the game that's all DRM is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like um, uh, yes, the, the whole install thing, like that, that that's kind of a separate thing. But it was just easy for people to tack on. But like yeah, you know, you, you, computers were doing that forever. You just install the game and then it's on your computer. Yeah, it's not really that big like change. I know it's different because it's a console. It's a different territory. But um, I do think I was people say people ahead. always kick up a huge fuss about like oh DRM this DRM that and. Usually their problem isn't DRM, at least on PC, it's the client. Like, people have a problem with Uplay, people used to have a problem with Origin because they were slow and clunky, and they had to use that client. It's not the actual, like, nitty-gritty of the DRM, it's just the, you know, the more noticeable stuff. Let's just end this this podcast off with this one sad question by, um... Shooter Boss, question, how do you cope with having a crush on a cartoon character? Case in point, I can't stop gushing over Marie Kanker from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Every night, I cuddle with my pillow while closing my eyes to pretend it's her. Did you you leave this? (laughs) It pains me every day knowing that I am not a cartoon character and thus cannot spend quality time with my baby girl Marie. What is you... What is oh. you guys' advice on how to cope? Well, Kill yourself. I, I think what turn yourself realize, into the police before you shoot a place up, please. What 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 this person <laughs> should realize is when he if he got transformed into a cartoon character, which I can hit him up with a guy who can do that. Most likely, oh. she will want nothing to do with him, oh. and life is is futile, and wow. he should okay. just give up. Disregard, disregard, disregard me saying uh, kill yourself because I don't want to get sued. 
but um, create a tulpa. Uh oh! Don't don't you, mess with dark forces. It's not dark forces. It's your own fucking psyche, idiot. That's even worse. You fucking create create create. Um, you think about her becoming real, like for hours on end a day, and then she will be real, and she'll beat the shit out of you. But it'll be like if you're into that, that that's just an added bonus. But if you're not, well, tough shit. That so. sounds really sad, right, Emily? She said, "Right." <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Emily just a sock puppet. <laughs> oh god! All right. Yeah. Well. But I guess this is the end of the podcast. Who are you, people? Oh, I was Jim. I was Izzy. Yeah. And I guess I'm Nolan. I don't know. And I was I was Dan. It was Dan. really fun. Yes, Dan, channel. do you have any oh. upcoming videos? Uh on my channel, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but I'm gonna do like a sort of analysis of Rayman Origins and it's gonna focus on how it sort of uh uses music and rhythm to sort of get its platforming flowing. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh by the time this is out, our second video of Fat Kookaburra should be out. It was gonna be about John Wick. But that got screwed up, so it's going to be about Hotline Miami, and we have a couple of good ideas for cutaways, so mm-hmm. hopefully that turns out well. Yeah, and the next video for me is top 10 weird cartoons, foreign versions of cartoons, like Powerpuff Girls Z and stuff. Goodbye, every pony. Bye, I'll see Goodbye. you guys in a month. In a month, yeah, see Jim will be gone for a while. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I'll be gone for a little bit. See ya. Oh, the, there he goes. He's he's getting on the taxi. No, come back. He's going to the airport. Get the fuck back here. Now he's flying away on the plane. Oh, uh, shit. Fuck. Oh, no. It got blown up. Get back here. Oh, I can't believe I'm not Jim finished with you. Damn. Well, we're going to see a huge drop of viewers for the next two weeks. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't watch you guys we'll, anyway. Fuck it. We'll, we'll fuck see. all y'all. We'll see. We'll see. No, yeah, don't back. say fuck them all. Then, the, then they'll get sad. Oh. We'll it, say hug them all. Hug them all. Hug them all. Yeah. Hug em all. <laughs> we, we hug you. Hug you guys. Hug you. Hug you all. Yay. Okay. Bye, all right. everyone. Stop recording. Bye, kids. Bye. Feel good. Chaka chaka. Chaka chaka. Feel good. City's breaking down on the camel's back. They just have to go because they don't know whack. So all you feel the streets is appealing to me. You won't get out the country cause you're bad and free. You've got a new horizon, it's Ifera's style. A melancholy town where we never smile. And all I wanna hear is the message beep. My dreams they've got to kiss because I don't get no sleep, no. Windmill, windmill for the land, love forever, hand in hand. Taking it all on your stride, it is sticking, falling down. Love forever, love is free, let's turn forever, you and me. Windmill, windmill for the land, is everybody in? Laughing gassies, hazmats, fast cats, lining it up like ass cracks, ladies, homies at the tracks, it's my chocolate attack, shit, I'm stepping in the heart of this here, Care Bears bumping in the heart of this here, watch me as I gravitate, <laughs> yo, we ghost town, this Motown with your sound, you're in the place, you're gonna bite the dust, can't fight with us, with your sound, you kill the ink, so don't stop, get it, get it, until your cheddar headers, watch the way I navigate, ha <laughs> ha